stuck on this. Uh, oh, that's soccer. right. I always do my long goal when we have a big soccer event going on. And, of course, our uh, lady soccer men are out there. Soccer men. <laughs> soccer people. Soccer people. <laughs> that sounds like you're socking people. Football people for our friends outside of the U.S. That's right. Uh, it feels uh, pretty good. Apparently, they're doing a heel turn. People don't like those girls anymore. They're being real obnoxious. Oh, are they? They're like rubbing it in kind of thing. Hey, we love a good fucking heel over on this studio, so I'm all for it. If you're the best, fucking gloat it. Yeah, rub it in. Me and Murray are big on the football players, you know, who are down by 55 points and their team scores a touchdown. They take their jersey off (laughs) and whip it around. Do their little dance. Flip off the fans, do their dance, do do the Jeffy. What do they call that one? The Gritty. No. Jamar- I, thought, I thought it was the Carlton. The Carlton. Do? I don't think they do the Carlton. Uh, no, they're doing the gritty now, as I believe is what it's I don't know what they How about do the Griffey? By the way. Do I have a dance name that for me? You do now. <laughs> By the way, Griffmas in July, huge success. <laughs> Much like last year, Griff, you started out slow, weak. I was like, I was worried. And then you built. We week built. by week. And now we're killing it. With fucking nowhere to run, we gave people back to where we belong because we apparently what I learned about our listeners they want less material from us. If we give them more, they're like, no, I'm not listening to this. Yeah, so you'll get less from us. We like to believe we give you that fine line of quality and content, not just quality over quantity, but a quantity of quality. We give you a quality of quantity of quality. (laughs) Uh, but no, it, it, it gets, it gets hard. I get it. I get backed up in my podcast and I'm unemployed. We were talking yeah. about how in our <laughs> easy lives, how we find yeah, we have, time. We don't have personal lives at all yet. Somehow we don't have time to do anything. Right. I mean, we get called to a big movie exclusive once in a while, but yeah. no movies come out. So yeah, that comes. on strike and we stand with our striking. By the way, this is, we're not, this is AI talking to you right now. Cause we're on strike too. In solidarity with all our brothers and sisters in Hollywood. That's right. So we paid scabs to write the show notes this month. Yes. That's I do right. that anyway. I do I that anyways. Write notes. I, you but uh, yeah, Christmas in July, great big success. I want you to send his flowers to him. 
please. Chair of Golden Globus Theater, Detroit, Michigan. Right. And, of course, in every bouquet, I expect some raw dogs. Hot dogs, not wieners. We get some hot dogs in this movie today. We do get a hot dog, and yes, that is going to be the screenshot that goes on YouTube. Is Clint Eastwood fucking raw dogging that dog? Yeah. With mustard and I noticed no grill marks. A real man. Just give it to me boiled. Well, did you see what apparatus they cooked it in? No. Was there like one of those like 7-Eleven roller things? It wasn't the rollers, but it was like the old school ones where it was like the cage... Where the dog, it's like the roller coaster for hot dogs, and it's like a heat lamp in there, and they well, just circulate. As you all know, when it comes to hot dogs, nobody knows it better than Detroit. So I didn't see any chili, I didn't see any mustard, I didn't see onions. Good question. When was the last time you had a Coney dog? <sighs> Long time ago. I know. I, I, I always prefer a burger over a hot dog anyway. That's why, we, that's, that's why I don't get really heated when our, with our hot dog talk yeah, because yeah. I could just. I, I thought you fuck off. It, hel- it helps that we're not children. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I haven't had a, in a long time. Damn, okay. I, I It's been a while for me, too. So before I went, Murray, are we ready for the opening topic? Yeah, I thought this was it, but yeah. Well, we've just been... The opener to the post-talk of the opening talk? The, the, it was a classic opener. You see, when I was <laughs> when you were taking the reins for the opener, the hostess job, I would wait until yeah. you got me involved. <laughs> Murray does this thing where I start to open the show and then he stops me yeah. 10 to 15 seconds Yeah, in. and I do this every week. I'm like, Griff, I have nothing. Every I have week. nothing to open with. And then as soon as Griff starts talking, I just go, I, let me tell you about this, brother. I try to come up with like an opener to get this rolling and Murray stops me. <laughs> um, so Murray, I did go Call and, a pod block, by the way. <laughs> he is a big old pod blocker. <laughs> I did go get a Coney because I hadn't had one in a long time either. Was it and, good? Uh it was fine. Okay. As they always where did, you, where did you get it? Kirby's from? Coney Island. Okay. I do like the Kirby's Coney Islands. I'm a super chief guy. Yeah. Because they toast to the bond, which I like. I love a good toasted bun. Yes. Uh, so it it was it was fine. You know, conies. Every time you get them, you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, I conies. agree with you. Like, even the best conies, like whatever. You know? It's a cony. <laughs> yeah. It's a hot dog with some weird hamburger on it yeah. in this beautiful. Oh, sauce. I do have something to talk about that that you will want to hear about, <laughs> and it has something do to do with conies. Do you want to do? Let's do it now, then. All right. Justified is back, Griff. Did you know that? Raylan, Just, Raylan Givens. Yes, I do know that. Set in, he's in Detroit. Detroit. Filmed in Chicago. Boo. Boo. You don't know your hot dogs at all. But there were some deep cuts in it that I liked. Because, of course, you get like the shot of the Ambassador Bridge and the Renaissance Center. It's all like, yeah, we're in Detroit. Uh, show, show what's the wherever construction is going on with the Gordie Howe Bridge. Right. Or Mackinac, for fuck's sake. Not the <laughs> going to go up to Mackinac. Dude, the Ambassador Bridge <laughs> Mac- is under- For people don't know, Mackinac is in northern Michigan. Yes. Like the very tip of it. Five yeah. hours away from it's, where it's, we're- it's between the lower and upper peninsula, yeah. which I bet most people don't even know we have an upper peninsula. That's but, yes. possible. Yeah. But, yeah, it... it the Ambassador Bridge is under heat right now because it's owned by assholes. Isn't he dead? Didn't he die? I don't know if he did. I think he died. I think his name's I mean, even his, Crow. His family are assholes, so. Yeah. yeah. They all fucking suck, and they're like, no, you can't build this second bridge even though it would help both countries. You can't anyway. It. Yeah. It's always good to see Raylan Givens back beating the shit out of people. Yeah. Story, it's okay. Oh, damn. It's okay. not blowing me away, but it's like I said, it's always good to see the character Raylan Givens. 
and he's in Detroit, which is cool. Yes. And there's a deep cut, which you got to be a Detroiter to get this one. I was proud uh-huh. of this one. The girl, the the bad guy's girlfriend is is running a scam on an Albanian guy who owns a Coney. Nice. And see what if you if you're from Detroit, you know that you, and most people in Detroit don't even know this. But okay, a Coney for everyone who doesn't know what a Coney is, it's basically like a diner. It's but, our diner, but it's a Greek diner because you can get. Uh, uh, Euros and some other Greek shit. I want to ask you. I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't think it's like a doggy, but <laughs> yeah. I was saying that to myself the whole time I was there. I, I and that and because uh, when I was listening to something about Oppenheimer, someone said uh, Sag, not Saganaki, but yeah. Sa, what's the Nagasaki? Con- Nagasaki, and of yeah. course, yeah. But uh, yeah, they spelled Euros instead of the proper way G Y R O S. They yeah. spelled it Y E R O S to help get a train the- to be able. So uh, yeah, so they're Greek diners, but they're all owned by Albanians. Mm-hmm. They like much like Chaldeans own all the party stores and, and gas stations here. Yeah, all the conies here are owned by Albanians, according to the market. So I thought that was a nice little like deep cut. And I look this. This I don't is, know if there's there's an Albanian mob apparently that that exists in this world which I there's no Albanian mob in fucking Michigan. Even if they're portrayed as the bad guys, I think the Albanians would be like, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's cool. I don't I don't know. Seeing yeah. seeing seeing bad guys being represented, I think it's just like, oh, cool. Yeah, that would be well, cool. Well, like we were just bitching about John Wick, yes. Eastern European villains are in. That's all yeah. we can That's shit all on. we can do. Get some cool other villains back in there. French people, fuck them. Right, they no. don't even have to be people we all agree we hate. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like we, we don't have, have to be. They, maybe their ethnicity has nothing to do with the fact that they're a fucking criminal. How about that? How about that? How about that? But uh, so that and there was some love for Joe Dumars. The guys were discussing who is the the ultimate piston. And the guys like Isaiah Thomas is like, ah, oh, fuck you, Joe Dumars. Giving it to Joe Dumars. Interesting. You know, which he, he's my favorite piston, but. I still got to give the crown to Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. He is like, you know. Why did you I, end up liking Joe D more? Because I don't, I don't like. Sorry, everybody. Because he was just like, like we were talking about Barry Sanders. He would just score, and that would be it. like he would shut. And I say shut down. I'm like, you know, being a well, they're in quotation marks. Michael Jordan, but yeah. yes, he would. Michael Jordan would only score like 17 points instead of 30, you know, points like Which everyone is huge. else, right? Yeah. But he never bragged about it. He just did his fucking job. Yes. And fucking, you know. See, that w- I'm glad it came back around to the joke I was making earlier about the okay. football players we like. Because me and Marie are both the same way. We love the athletes who just fucking excel at the sport, the job they do, and then they just hand the ball back right. and go. It's no big sit. deal. Exactly. It's confidence. That's, that's the best. And Isaiah had to bring more of the edge to it because yeah. he had to be on all those bad teams. And yeah. once you get on that good team, you're just like, fucking eat my dick. Yeah. So I eat my conies, and I go and see. I get the options. Do I want to see Barbie or do I want to see Oppenheimer? No. Why don't I see them both at the same time? Like Cause, split screen. Oh, You know what? I would have done that if that were an option. I hear there's a sex scene in Oppenheimer. Okay. I, I if- wonder... Is that the boom they were talking about? <laughs> yeah, forget the 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 Geiger scale. Is that the Geiger counter? Is that what ranges yeah. radiation? It's the Sweden scale. Yeah, this is the real scale. thing. Yeah. The one on uh, the chick that's like going to super popular now that won't be in movies like ten years from now because that's how we we that's we, make, how we, do we build it, people yeah. up whether people like them or not. Put them in every movie for five years and then they disappear. 
She's getting fucked. She's fucking Oppenheimer. I don't know her name. I don't know her name either. She was in uh, that Midsummer movie. I I've never. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it either. But she was in that. I watched. The, for all you Marvel nerds, she's the new Black Widow. Little fucking stubby little uh, British girl. Oh, Tony Storm. Oh, she's Australian. No, she's a wrestler. And a wrestler. This is a wrestler. This is. But she did play a wrestler. She played your favorite female wrestler, Soraya. In a movie produced by I saw that the movie. Rock. I saw That's that her. movie. That's her. I'm talking it was about. an annoying movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Soraya herself. Right. That was. Oh my god. Anyways, right. so Barbie. I had the choices: a two-hour movie or a three-hour movie. I was about to say five because yeah. I added it, uh, and so I went with the two-hour movie, okay. which just so happens to be Barbie. Oh wow! I thought it was. I thought Barbie would be the three-hour movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah. There's uh, so much of the rich world to explore with Barbie. I know. I but they so, gotta leave it open for sequels. <laughs> we all know. You know I, it's happening. I was impressed. Is it really? Of course. If any movie that makes like half a billion dollars yeah, in two weeks, of course, and then we're gonna will. get the Ken movie, and we're gonna get all the spinoffs. No, I will not be seeing any of the sequels. But I did see the Barbie movie, and I did really enjoy it. It did not feel like. Did you learn that women can do it? Anything they want. They don't need a man. Did you learn that? Well, Murray, I think you'll be very pleased to learn that the movie starts out with a man completely lost in the fog. Yeah, it happens. And then I'm not going to try to spoil any jokes. I think people should see was it and enjoy pink? it. pink? Of course it was. Okay. And then the tables get turned, and he tries to emit the smog. Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's survive. what you got to do. But he finds that his smog's ineffective. And then it's like, where are we? And so I when I see, I'm watching the metadata of the movie. I'm not watching the surface level movie. And I was impressed. But no speeds and scale. There's no genitals in this movie. Well, yeah, because Barbie doesn't have genitals. Exactly. We all know that. that One I thing know. we know. It's the first thing you do when you get a Barbie check to see. You, you like check maybe, to see. maybe it was a factory mistake. Yeah. He's got a pussy. I don't they know. did throw in some references. This is the spoiler. I'll Barbie doesn't have pubic hair. They throw in references to discontinue Barbies. And apparently there was like a teen Barbie who yeah. boobs would grow. I think I've heard of that, yeah. There's a pregnant Barbie. Oh, sure, yeah. And then there was a Barbie with a TV in her back. What? <laughs> Cyborg Barbie? Cyborg Barbie! Cyborg Cyber Barbie? Cyborg Barbie. I don't know that one, but yeah. Well, I yeah. believe it. I mean, yeah. You gotta, you know, every year you gotta come up with a new Barbie. I'm just. Uh, now, when Does your niece play with Barbies? No. Oh, she's like five, right? No. Yeah, no. Doesn't care she, at all? She is plays she... with dolls and everything, but Barbie's no. out. Like, is she allowed to? Yeah. Like, okay. Sometimes, she, you know, feminist mom or whatever doesn't want them. Yeah, no. Barbie. Now that you bring up what my niece is allowed and not allowed to do, yeah. she apparently has fallen in love with uh, the R&B artist Usher. Okay. <laughs> and my, she was telling my mom and my sister about it. She's like, yeah, Usher, he, he's the best. I got to listen to some Usher. And my sister's like, I'm pretty sure his songs get very sexual. Yeah, well. So I don't know if we're going to listen to Usher. And... They listen, she heard one song with her mom, and she turned it into this whole fucking thing about how my sister-in-law was going to marry Usher but didn't want to go to Florida, and that my niece is happy about that because that would mean she wouldn't get to meet us, as in her family. The beauty of a mind of a child. That's Imagination. Right. That's right. Imagination. It's a Barbie. Barbie. It's a solid 75 80%. But no nudity. No nudity. Hmm. I'll pass. Yeah. It's an entertaining movie. Well, you know, I told you last week I was at the premiere, so. 
<laughs> That's right. I put out some feelers to Margot Robbie. I said, "You, if you want to come on, you can talk about any action movie you like." And she said, "The Harley Quinn thing." And we're not doing your movie, Margot. Oh, All right, no. I'm not doing a Harley Quinn movie. Ugh. But Murray, I want to move over. We've done enough talk about yeah. everything Shit else. Shit that no one wants to hear. But exactly, uh-huh. I want to talk about how Clint Eastwood fucking sucks. Murray? I dis I disagree, but uh. I started. Maybe you'll agree with this fact then, or this point. Yeah. I I can st- see why you don't like him, but I disagree. I started thinking, man, I don't really care for uh, Charles Bronson, and I watched this movie and I said, this movie needs Charles Bronson. No, yeah. well, you're learning, you're growing as a human being. So when I was watching this movie, I was just like, I don't give a shit about Clint. Yeah, dirty. Whatever is this your first Clint Eastwood movie? Uh, no, I saw that El Torino movie, and I was like, "What the El fuck?" Cam- El- was it Carino? Kareem? Kareem? No, no, no. I was gonna say El Camino, but it's not that Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Torino. Gran Torino. And I, which watched, is the Sarasky and Hutch car, by the way. I believe I watched that because they filmed some of it in yeah, Detroit. They did. It was set in Detroit. And so I watched it for that reason. So you just seen old crotchety Clint? Yeah. You never saw him in his prime. I saw one old crotchety. There's a movie we gotta do. Uh, Kelly's Heroes. Yeah, okay. It's a World War II movie. Clint Eastwood, Telly Savalas, Don Rickles. Yes. It's two and a half hours. Oh, you know that. But hey, we you got you like the Dirty Dozen. Yeah. This is I another did. fun, like war is fun hijinks kind of thing. There, it's, a, right. it's a heist movie. Right. Donald Sutherland's even in it too. And he was in the fucking. I, no, Dirty I'm, Dozen. Do- I'm down. Well, he's, it's weird because he plays like this. It's set in World War II, right? Yeah. He's like this weird hippie guy. He's got like long hair and a beard. And he like, he like drives a tank. It's like, what the, where did this character come from? Are we talking about Clint? No, we're talking D- Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Okay. Uh, I, Dirty Harry's not my favorite character. Yeah. I do my favorite Clint Eastwood character is the man with no name from yeah. the Leone movies. He's cool. Yes. Like I, I like do, all of. Like, I'm not a big Western guy, but I like all of Clint Eastwood's westerns. Those are I watched two of the the what's it called westerns? The Clint westerns, yeah, spaghetti westerns, Fistful and Fistful and a few dollars more. Or yeah, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I watched. Both I'd like of those. to do Good, Bad, and the Ugly. But that's like three fucking hours. Yeah, because I love fucking. Like, I like Clint and I like Lee Van Cleef, who we'll be talking about some near in the near future. Are, wait. Didn't we already talk about him? No. Oh, okay. No. I thought we were already... Never. No, no. This is off my conversation yeah. I'm having. Yeah. So, you hate Clint Eastwood? Yes. Because of this movie, or you always didn't like him? No, uh, um... I guess I shouldn't say hate. He just... He did nothing for me in this okay, movie. Okay, It's I a buy very... Like, there's a lot of just strung out nothing. I'll agree in this with movie. you. I was kind of like... I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I. The only Dirty Harry movie I think I've, I saw in the theaters was the last one, the Deadpool. Yeah, which yeah. Which is where Rob Liefeld stole the name for the Marvel character Deadpool, which had Jim Carrey as a rock star in it, and Guns N' Roses was his backing band. Yeah. But uh, that's the only one I think I've seen in the theaters, and I was I get them all confused. Like, I don't know if I've even seen them all the way through. So. I remember nothing besides the premise of this movie. Right. And I was kind of underwhelmed, too. I was like, how did this become such a big fucking deal? Like, I try to put my mind mind space into the 70s, early 70s, because this is 71. Yeah. And I guess I kind of get it, 
this is starting that early. You're coming out of the hippie phase into that early yeah. that seventies like fucking the world sucks. Yeah, phase. we finally realized that the hippies were full of shit. And like I wrote down, you know, we we had Ebert, Siskel, and Ebert give this movie high praise. Wow, because I think they hated the Death Wish movies, and they're kind of similar to the tone. Right, but they really loved the grittiness and everything. I liked it. I mean, I, I like this era. Yeah. So maybe that kind of clouded my judgment See, a little. See, there's a lot I love. Location shots, the rooftop oh. shots, the fucking jazz music, like all the like uh, music they used in between scenes and like that opening scene. I loved a lot of like the little bits around the edges, but... Fuck, when you just hammer home Clint Eastwood's dirty hair, I was just like, I don't give a shit about this guy. Why do I give a fuck about him? There's nothing to him. He's surface level. You know, you're supposed to give a fuck because he doesn't give a fuck. Right. But maybe I'm just... He's every gun owner's fantasy. Yeah, 100%. And maybe I'm just bothered because it's like I've seen so many of these. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Gut cops. I've seen so many. But this so is many. the archetype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there were some before, but I can't think of any. Right. I mean, I think of Dirty Harry being the, the original cop who plays by his own rules and gets shit yeah. done. I, I believe that, but seeing everything I've seen now, seeing all the Charles Bronson movies and all that shit, yeah. I can't go back and look at Clint Eastwood and be like, oh, he did it great. I look at him, and I'm like, man, they left a lot to be desired here. Uh, but, I mean, Ebert gave it a three out of four and said this movie. Look at this. In the whole Barbenheimer sphere right now where men have to watch Oppenheimer, women can watch Barbie movie. Ebert watched this movie, gave it a three out of four, and said this movie's fashion as fuck, but I liked it. Literally yeah. his quote. Yeah, that's a good quote. Yeah. Fascist as fuck. It was. Yeah. But it's a good movie to watch because in the world of Dirty Harry, he enjoyed it. And that's how yeah. I like to watch movies, too. I, that's, I feel that way about Death Wish. I legitimately like Death Wish. Exactly. And, but yeah. you at the same time, you're like, man, the message it sends me is not yeah. that good. Siskel, four out of four. This movie sends a dangerous fucking message. It did. That was his fucking quote. I like this movie. It sends a dangerous message. This is how we should. A very adult way of looking at it. This is how we should fucking watch movies. Yeah. You can enjoy the movie for a two-hour fucking you know trip into another world and say the message of this fucking sucks, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. By the way, I wanted to point out I wanted to do this movie over a year ago, but. Just as I was scheduling it in, uh, Uvalde happened. Oh yeah, don't, and yeah. so if you haven't seen this movie, uh, if you don't know, you don't remember Uvalde because that's like twenty, no, two hundred fucking mass shootings since then. But it's when some fucking psycho killed a bunch of little school kids, and no school kids get killed in this movie, but the killer takes kids hostage, and even I, as tasteless as I am, was like. Uh, we'll like put a brakes yeah. on this. So, thankfully, we're in some vacation, so we got to worry about kids getting killed. But that's why we did. We we're doing it now instead of. Okay. Yeah. Did you read the wiki page on this? No, I did not. Okay. So I got a couple other facts on. Okay. Uh, but one of the things is that they were too supposed inspired. And again, this is another reason why I don't think we should be worried about what who's this movie going to inspire to do what because it's. 
everyone's gonna see it and do their own thing. That's the beauty. Well, of it was art. already based on the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, That's what Scorpio based on, was based on. Right. Apparently, when they did the Zodiac movie, they were watching this movie, and there's a mm-hmm. character who says, "Ah, they're making movies about the Zodiac Killer every day or something." So there was a nod to That's this. That's a movie. movie I need to see. I haven't seen it. So. I hear it's not that good. Well, well and I, I hear know. and I know it's over three hours. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay. It's interesting. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal, you're a big fan. No, but okay. You no, know, I can put that aside. Unlike you with Clint. Did Eastwood, we figure out the Zodiac Killer yet? <sighs> I think recently there was some like somebody like maybe they were, they were related to the Zodiac Killer because I think he's dead. And I, but I, I might be making all this shit up. By the way, I, I did, don't, I don't know. This I might be a Mandela effect. I did also already agree to watch Kelly's Heroes, so don't yeah. don't put this Clint Eastwood bullshit on me, dog. Hey, we're going to do our next Clint Eastwood movie is going to be a Western. All right. And it's a fucking good one. He's I don't know. Maybe he's a little too fascist for you in this one, too. But I enjoy <laughs> this one. I don't like I don't know. He was just obnoxious in this movie. He was boring in this movie. Okay. Well, he came so, around you, on Bronson. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did come around on Bronson. Uh, the director even said, I'm a fucking left wing guy. You know, Clint Eastwood is a right wing conservative type. Even my friends don't get it that my message is, yeah, that guy's evil, but this guy's kind of evil too. The cop, well, as he referred to him. That's like what the only 70s evil was can all- fight evil. Yeah, that was kind of what the 70s was all about. 70s though. were fucked up time. People don't remember. I mean, it was a very... You were, you're more likely to be shot now than ever before, but back then, people... I lived it, one of the half of it. Get robbed, beaten, raped, all that, stabbed... Yeah. Way more in the 70s than yeah. now. Crime statistics bear it out. Like, oh, yeah. look at that shit. Yeah, we're, 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 fucking Detroit was murder city in the 70s. Right. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, getting more into the movie. We're not on the outside anymore. Let's look in. I'm really bummed we didn't get more of the villain. Because that guy was fucking I'm good. actually kind of glad we didn't because he didn't explain him at all. I didn't want because explanation. Because nowadays we would know his entire backstory. Yeah. I'm not saying I wanted an explanation, just to clarify. I wanted to see him be just like when I was talking about John Week. We don't get any, like, we know he's a bad guy. We know he snipes people. Yeah. But I, like, this scene kind of near the end in the liquor store, loved it. I wanted more scenes like that. Maybe, since he was based on the Zodiac Killer, which we knew nothing about, maybe that was why they, or maybe it's just because fucking... A Clint Eastwood's a narcissist, and he's like, I'm the star. Make it about me. I don't know. Uh, I want to point out John Milius punched up the script. He didn't write the script. You, I know damn well he wrote the Do You Feel Lucky. I know he wrote that. Do you feel lucky? Do you, punk? No, 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 no. We're saying it wrong. I thought that's the point you were pointing out. No. I don't it's know Do talking. I Feel Lucky. Oh, whatever. You're right. Well, that's but. the joke. Is that everybody says, do you feel lucky? But it's a reference to, do I feel lucky? But he's using the person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I read the Wikipedia page. Yeah. And uh, I went, now, thanks to Griff doing that, I fucking lost my train of thought. And I don't know what I was going for. So should we go for the trailer of this movie? Get into it. Learn about Dirty Harold. It's your... It, it's your turn to throw to the trailer, man. All right, everybody. We're going to make everybody's day but Griff's. By the way, I've never seen that. That's the one here I know I haven't seen, the Make My Day one. Oh, my God. When that fucking 
Johnny Carson used that hack line for his punchline for his jokes for like two years. Really? Make my day. It was like, shut up. It's nice. not funny anymore. But what is funny? Well, I don't know. If tra- <laughs> I don't know if this trailer's funny, but what we're gonna say after the trailer is gonna make you piss your pants. So everybody, get ready for Dirty Harry. This is about a movie about a couple of killers, Harry Callahan, and a homicidal maniac. The one with the badge is Harry. Oh! They called him Dirty Harry. And he kept inventing new ones. Don't pass out on me. That was a pretty good pinch you made yesterday. The chief was pleased. He was, huh? Yeah, he really was. He wanted me to tell you, well done. I'll tell you how deeply moved I am. How do you like that? I pass along a compliment? You could at least be a little bit polite. It might not even kill you to say thanks. <laughs> Much rather say thanks to a raise. Hey, Harry, check communications, something from Chicago. A gun nut. I'm putting somebody with you. You know what happens to the guys I've worked with. Dietrich's still in the hospital with a bullet in his gut, and Fanducci's dead. Now, you're working with Gonzalez, or you're not working. Now, that's straight from the fifth floor. You got it? Doesn't it drive your wife crazy? Nope. Yeah, she got used to it. No, she never did, really. Well, what then? She's dead. Oh, please forgive me. She was driving home late one night, and a drunk crossed the center line. There's no reason for it, really. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Look, I want you to tell Chico that I understand you know, him quitting. I think he's right. This is no life for you two. Why do you stay in it, then? I don't know. I really don't. Send Inspector Callahan in. Man, Inspector Calhoun. All right. Let's have it. Have what? Your report. What have you been doing? Oh, well, for the past three quarters of an hour, I've been sitting on Sam, your outer office, waiting on you. Damn it all, Harry. That's the mayor you're talking to. Clint Eastwood. Detective Harry Callahan. You don't assign him. Stop! To murder cases. You're just... Turn him loose. Now, what the hell is he doing up there? All right, we open up with a nice little tribute to the San Francisco cops. To let everybody know we stand with the blue. That's right. Blue lives matter. This movie actually was supposed to be placed in like three different other places, but they settled on San Francisco because they wanted to tie it in with the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because it was it was supposed to be based in... And we uh, get plenty of gay jokes. There is quite a few gay jokes. Yeah, it was the 70s. The 70s. You could do it. And we got a woman just swimming in her pool. This is what I was talking swimming about. Swimming in a pool on top of a building. Yeah, I know. Beautiful. It's You got some great music happening. You got a cool shot happening. When this movie opened up, I was like, this is going to be like a good fucking movie. I'm excited for this. Kind of derails from there. 
Okay. So you see the woman swimming through the crosshairs of a, a, a sniper scope. And here's, we're a villain right away. We're just showing him, you know. Unlike the Zodiac, we don't know what he looks like. Yeah. We see this guy. Only thing I've ever seen this guy in, he's great, by the way, in this role. Only way I, I saw him, he was the cuck husband from Hellraiser. That's all I remember him. He's been in a bunch of shit. Holy shit, he was that guy? Yeah. Clive Barker's Hellraiser. Yeah. And boom, shoots the girl. And she just drowns? I don't know. Uh, Murray, I swear, when I saw it, the shot went through the shoulder, which <laughs> all action movies have taught us. Yeah, well. It goes not, right through, you're fine. Not true. Apparently, this bullet got stuck in her, so she's dead. Yeah. Well, she drowned, probably. She didn't, die, she didn't die from the You're right. Well, she I couldn't swim because she, um, she had a cramp because she ate. She was eating a sandwich. <laughs> she was Meatball? She got it from, oh, shit. What's, what's goddamn Busey's name in that movie? No fucking idea. <laughs> I, don't I forgot to uh, completely. All right, so Harry, Angelo. Angelo. I'm pretty sure it was some like name that would not fit Gary Busey at yeah, all. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. it was Angelo. Go listen to that one. That doesn't get enough love. Yeah. I know it's five hours long, but we had the great opera. We love her. Go listen. We to give that. you the perfect break. Now too. available on YouTube. Now right. available. Both, on- both parts. Unlike Hard Target, we still haven't put the second that part. That second part will never go. Go. Up. You got to go to SoundCloud for that. You got to go. So- that's how we tempt you. Yeah. So, so now our hero. We right off the bat. Griff, can a hero? By the way, it's nothing but a sandwich. But can a hero wear a sweater vest and look badass? How fucking yes. My my problem with Harry. Definitely isn't his hair. Definitely isn't his name. Definitely isn't like his work here because he's out there doing the work no one else appears to be doing. Yeah, he complains about it nonstop. Like, you know when we talk about the athletes doing their thing and then just giving the football back, Harry's the guy who does the thing and then goes, everybody notice me. White man's burden. So he intrinsically understands the trajectory of bullets. So he looks, he's like, it's got to be from that building. Doesn't say that. He just walks back down, no, crosses the street. I love this opening shot because, like I said, we got we just got great fucking music playing here and him doing the job while the credits roll, and we're seeing through his mind. Of course he's figured this out. He's right. crack detective. Is Go, he the detective? What's yes, his rank? He's a detective. detective. Yeah. Okay. So he, a homicide detective. So he goes up to the building where the where the Scorpio is not Zodiac, he's the Scorpio killer. Finds that fucking bullet casing. All right, we got a clue. Now we know. We know what kind of kind of weapon was shot at. We are cutting over to the mayor's office where they are studying a handwritten note. It looks like I wrote it while having a stroke. Much, I don't have good handwriting. Much like the Zodiac, but not in the cryptogram of the yes. Zodiac. Yeah, Zodiac. Not as that. smart as the Zodiac killer. Right. This guy's younger. He's more manic. He's in the early stages. We just watched Silence of the Lambs last night because Kayla had never watched it. Oh, wow. I also, that gave me the privilege of seeing Ted Levine in that role. Yeah. And I understand why I didn't recognize Put that him. lotion on her. I should have recognized that voice, though. Yeah. That's right. Lotion on There is a moment where he pulls a two of hearts from behind the one victim's ears. I remember ears. that. That was great. Yeah, was That's how, that was how they solved the case. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we get this note. But, but first of all, the mayor, who's just known as the mayor in the credits, not even a name. Thank you. John Vernon, who we all know as the Dean from Animal House, and he's been in a lot of other great shit. We all know John, and low and love John Vernon. 
uh, he's there. We got the lieutenant who's like a hairy superior. He's reading. I think he's reading the note. I believe. Yeah. To the city of San Francisco, I will enjoy killing one person every day until you pay me one hundred thousand dollars. If you agree, say so tomorrow a.m. in the personal column of the San Francisco Chronicle, and I will set up a meeting. Otherwise, it will be my pleasure to kill a Catholic priest or an African-American. It's the 70s. He did not say African-American. Sign Scorpio. So the mayor's like, we got to pay it. You know, fuck, where am I going to get 100K? We're bankrupt. It's San Francisco, right. one of the poorest cities in America. We don't have 100K just sitting around, but we do pay the cops. Who's on this case, by the way? Our best detective, sir, Harry Callahan. So that's when we see her here. He walks in. Thanks for making me wait 45 minutes. Well, okay. I will give Clint this pass here because he doesn't just come out with the sass. The mayor comes, calls him in, and he's just like, so, this guy's been, he just killed this person. It's been however many hours now, eight hours now, let's say, 24 hours to give him more credit here. What have you even been doing? Waiting outside your office for the last fucking hour. I get that. Right, yeah. Bureaucracy at play. I, I'm with you here, Clint. I'm still with you. Always power plays, even in a tense situation like this. Everybody should be working together, moving as fast as possible, and here we are. Power plays. So the lieutenant chimes in. He's like, hey, we've got choppers on every Catholic church. Yeah. we got patrolmen everywhere. we got it covered. No priest will die. We African American, maybe we got but one no guy priest. out there in those neighborhoods. But the choppers are all over the Catholic churches. So he's like, well, "Okay, Callahan, what have you got?" And he talks about he, he knows he goes, he goes full. Excuse me, Murray, Jack Battler. All right, <laughs> I gotta tell you, this guy's got a thirty out six. He fires it off, land in groove, fires with the right, and he's getting too excited because finally someone wants his opinion. Right hand right. twist, and he's starting to show what the right hand twist is. And I'm like, what is the right hand twist? Cut off. Yeah, well, the detainee has to bring up, well, we're checking out any known killers whose birthday is in whatever the month Scorpio is. Maybe there's an astrology connection to all this. Is this Nancy Reagan America at this time? What the fuck is this? I guarantee you Reagan saw this movie and loved it. Right? Yeah. Nancy, especially when she saw that they were going by astrology. So Harry's like, we got to get this fucking criminal. And Mayor's like, no, let's pay him off. I got, there's an election coming up. I don't need any more dead bodies. I don't want any more trouble like there was in the Fillmore district. And, and then they're like, what? What would happen there? And then Harry's like, yeah, when you killed that guy, well, I don't know. When I see a naked man with a butcher knife and a heart on chasing a woman down an alley, I assume he isn't collecting for the Red Cross. Now, I go to Ferndale. This is a scene you see every day in Ferndale. This is just yeah. a kink that people have. Oh, really? Blame well, the victim group. We, we talk about the R kink that people have where they're like, I want someone to do this to me, and then they realize they don't want that. Yeah. The nice thing apparently is alive and well, but the mayor, after Harry has his say, the mayor agrees. He's like, shit. He I, won me over. Yeah, he won me over. reasonable. If a guy's attempting to rape somebody, you probably should shoot him. Yeah. So Harry hits the street, but first he's got to fill up that tummy. It's fucking lunchtime. 
So he stops in old, was it called the place called Jaffe's or just the cook named Jaffe? I thought it was called Jaffe's. I thought I wrote down Jaffe's the sign that was on the outside. non-Coney, Coney Dogs. Right. Coney's without the chili. It was uh, Jaffe's Jumbo Dogs, Murray. Okay. So it rolls up. What's this? I want, I've never had a San Francisco. I've been to San Francisco twice. I've never had a hot dog there. I didn't. I, I should have. Should have done that. There's a whole fucking thing. Scratch loves to send me these things because of my hot dog affiliation. And uh, yeah, there every national, every state seems to have a hot dog thing. Do they put I kimchi in it or something. You know, that seems like it would be San Francisco's thing. Uh, or they rice aroni. Rice. Oh, uh, that's the San Francisco treat. Uh, know, but would it be chicken, it. beef, or pork? Pork. Pork. Yeah. Of course. Why uh. did I say that? So we get inside of Jaffe's place, and this is a beautiful little classic diner. I love As he's it. walking in, he passes by a car where, what the fuck? How long were they there? There was literally a pack of cigarettes butts outside the door. Right. He's just pop, pop, popping them out. Is I, he just <sighs> one drag and then just throwing them out? Like, how long were they here? Okay. Easter egg for you Laserdisc holders. If you pause the film at this point and Hans on the car in the background, you will see a young Angelo in the car, in a car, staking out the car that's staking out the bank here, eating a meatball sandwich. And that's he how you know. He just got from Jaffe's. That's how you know it's Angelo. Meatball sandwiches, and also he had a shirt from the future. So, being that Harry notices a black man in a car, he's like, "There's got to be a crime about to happen." So he plays it cool, though. He's like, "Jay Jaffe, uh, is that car across the street still running?" I don't know. Well, is there any exhaust coming out the back? Yeah, there is. That's terrible. Greenhouse emissions, ozone. And then he's like, "Okay, well." Uh, yeah, I think he gets his hot dog. Yeah, he gets his hot dog and everything. They have a whole big 10-minute discussion. Is it a sandwich or isn't it? That, that took me out of it. That put me into it. Oh, okay. I was in those buns. I want to know. And then he's like, hey, hey call this number and say uh, a robbery's in progress. And he's like, whatever you say, boss. And he just goes back and calls it. And then he just nonchalantly walks out, takes a little bite of the, the hot dog. Little, little bite. Guys, you'll see this on YouTube. You... Decide if this is a little bite or if he is fucking long dogging this throat down this throat. Wow. <laughs> just then, as that. soon as he walks out the door, the sirens for the bank go off. Oh, All right. He doesn't even get a chant. He's trying to enjoy his hot dogs and the sirens start going off. What we learned from the greatest bank robbing movie of all time, Point Break, is you got to be in and out. Yeah. Man, under fucking four minutes. That's right. Never go for the vault. We noticed this guy was smoked at least a pack of cigarettes. Correct. How long? What were they doing inside there? It takes two minutes and 23 seconds to smoke a cigarette average. So what the fuck were they doing? They were they casing be- the place like inside? Maybe this was the first well, I, time. Well, I, I do have to point out, this is 71. This is... I remember this because sometimes my grandma didn't know how to drive, so I had to take her to the bank like like early '90s, and this is pre-computer day. So it, you were in the bank, this set aside a day. You're gonna be yeah. in, a, in there for a day, so I kind of get it. They probably okay. got in line, waited their turn. This might be their first yeah, bank robbery. Right. They this didn't is realize pre-computer, so everything has to be written out. It's just, it was horrible. Wait, you're you're robbing us? Okay, how much are you taking from us? Right. Wait, how Do much you want is the in tills the vault? or the vault? Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, so, okay, it, it plays out. How long is your visit going to be? So we see a black man, two black men run out. Harry just pulls out his gun, starts firing. And he's got, he's, he doesn't have any, just any gun. 
He's got a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world. Pre Wildy, of course. Of course. By the way. Shoots one guy like into a fucking window. He throws through, goes through the window. Other guy, does it, does the guy jump in the car with the guy? Guy jumps into a car. So the car, the, the car, car comes barreling towards her, Harry. Shoots the driver. Driver hits a fucking uh, 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 fire hydrant. Flips on its side. I somehow in the skirmish, Harry gets shot in the leg. Yeah, I think by it must be by the other fucking assailant. Harry shoots him. He goes flying because he's in, he's getting shot by the most powerful gun in the world. So his body goes flying into this like through another plate glass window. Right, and he's just laying there, gun within reach. Shotgun sawed off. Harry just walks up on him. Of course, if you know anything about Dirty Harry, you know this motherfucking line, which I can tell you, Milius, I bet a million dollars Milius wrote this. Yeah. Some classic men's literature, tough guy talk, which I, which when we get to the end, I'm going to say how much I had a problem with this. But right now I'm into it. I'm feeling it. I'm like, all right, classic tough guy cop talk. Okay. I'm into it. So he's just like, I know what you're thinking. Did he shoot? I don't know, f- uh, five shots? Six. Or six. Six or five? Whatever. Six or five. Six on one hand, half a dozen on the other. <laughs> and you know what? In the whole, all the hullabaloo, even I don't fucking remember. He didn't say fuck. He played it cool. Yeah. And the guy is just like, is this guy going to shoot me? Yeah. He's already bleeding. So he's <laughs> like. Well, he got shot in the arm, though. But he uh, wasn't in a pool and he did not eat. Th- well, that's 30 minutes beforehand. Yeah. So he's, he's no, no cramping going on. No cramping. He can grab for the shotgun. So I, you're probably thinking to yourself, does, I, <laughs> do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Because he's propositioning is it as the person. Yes, we get it, Griff. And then the guy's like, fuck it. I'm not playing, you know, whatever. Take me in. And then he, Harry just walks away. He's like, hey, wait, wait, wait. Has to know. Harry pulls the gun back up and fires click right at the motherfucker. And the guy's like, you motherfucker. You got me, but hey. Hey, if we get some more 10 scenes like this, I'm into Dirty Harry. I was, this was a weird, to me, this seems like opening scene. Like, because this tells you everything you need to know about Dirty Harry. 100%. And I remembered it that way. So I was kind of shocked that it was like it's in the like the first act but yeah i don't know this is the only scene i've seen in this movie i i was literally up north watching this with my uncle who i mentioned i think last week was the reason why i was like oh dirty harry's fucking coolest guy like because my my uncle was a dirty like he thought dirty harry was the coolest shit that tells you everything his uncle dirty larry yeah that tells you everything you need to know about uncle randy but um I, I saw this one scene, uh, and it stuck in my brain. Like, this movie's actually pretty fucking legit. So, Harry got a couple fucking ball bearings. He got hit, hit by a shotgun. A couple got in his leg. So, he's got to get it checked out. So, he's talking with his buddy. This proves he's not racist. The buddy's black, right? You know... And he talks to him on equal level. I get it. We've talked about this all the time. The stereotype of the black guy always dies first in the horror movie that yeah. there's never like people of color in prominent positions. We constantly have mayors. We constantly have politicians. Not crooked ones, but good politicians and everything of color and you know, obviously in places well, the, of the, power. The police captain who's always pissed off is always black. Always black. Here we have like a doctor, uh, you know, a black doctor and everything. We always have like these characters, but 
it yeah so here we do here we go with another uh you know person of color as a doctor yeah, they know each other because harry's always getting shot so right. he's like you here back again harry yeah i'm back again Harry, of course, tells him, just go ahead and give me a three-stitch and a staple, maybe a Band-Aid and a lolly, and I'll be on my way. And the doctor cuts back to him with, do I tell you how to use advanced interrogation methods? That's, of course, Donald Rumsfeld's uh, words. Right. Hitting hitting guys with telephone books. That's right. And he's like, no wonder you can never get laid, Harry. And that's a sore spot. Now we learn Harry was married. He had a wife. We still don't know what happened to her. Right. But probably this is why he became dirty. So he's like, I'm, hey, I'm sorry. I, I crossed the boundary. Right. And then Harry is like all about, because he's ready. He's got to, you know, cut around. Like he got shot in the thighs. Like, I have to cut, cut around your pants. He's like, no, 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 no. These are my brand new seer, seer suckers. You are not cutting these pants. Let me take them off. So they get a little, like, joke between each other, yeah. you know. Now we're going up to meet Brassler. Lieutenant Brassler. I Lieutenant think he's Lieutenant. Brassler. Yeah. And, of course, I like Brassler. This. I liked it. I was like, usually these guys are assholes, but I like this guy. Brassler wasn't too bad. Why? Because he's like, you need a haircut, Harry. Look what? at that. It's just touching the edge of the top of your it ears. It was just folding Ooh, over. Don't believe don't, yeah, I didn't notice because I noticed. And oh, I yeah. was I was like, now I know why it's called dirty. It's fucking hair. <laughs> but he's got some bad news for uh, Harry. You're getting a partner. And we know all the best renegade cops work alone. That's how they get all their good business done. Right. They get their shit done. Like, I don't work with partners. My last partner, isn't he out of the, the hospital yet? He's like, no, he's still fucked up, Harry. And we learned another one was dead. And this is the, I, I this is the, what, the, the one thing that's unique to Dirty Harry, he always gets a minority partner. Right. So now we meet Chico Gonzalez, the most fucking most stereotypical Mexican name you can come up with. It, Frito Bandito would be the only right. worst. All right. Chico Gonzalez. I want to be obnoxious here for a second, but there's so much of our of anybody. Played by Italian, by the way. He's Italian? Yeah, he had an Italian name. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Uh, we weren't ready. We weren't ready to see a real Hispanic person play a Hispanic. But person. think of all the people who go. I can't be racist. I have one black guy I consider a friend. Yeah, that that's, was, that's that's Harry's get out of jail free card in every movie. Exactly. And there's, there's, they always have that moment where the guy's like, in the beginning, I'm not so sure about your tactics. At the end, you are doing God's work. <laughs> You're amazing. I am sorry. If you would like to present your genitals right now, I will suck you off, sir. Salute. So he's like, come on with me, partner. And they, they're just going off to whatever the, the room where they have the, the fucking news they need to get this plot going along. That's right. So we learn that Chico, fresh out of college, ugh, you think with your head, you're going to get <laughs> shot that way. You think with your gut in this job. Which one's sociology, by the way? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I got a degree in sociology. Ugh. You think you know people? What are you, Isaac Asimov? Uh, the crowds do what the people say, but the people, individuals, can't do what you think they will do. So they walk in, and like every good police force, there's one fat guy. And we call him Fatso. <laughs> was this a nod to him? I think it was. Or maybe, I don't know. I think this came before Kojak. I was going to say, I so think Co- it was before. I, I, would, I refuse to say Kojak. Well, maybe they were friends on Kelly's Heroes. They probably met, so maybe that was a little nod. Maybe. 
Yes, and Fatso's got the news, just like Fatso on Kojak has the news. And he's like, he goes to Chico, goes Chico, to Fatso, yeah. he's like, why do they call this guy Dirty Harry all the time? He's like, well, he's a complete scumbag racist. That's why we call him Dirty Harry. But he hates them all equally. That's what makes it all right. Some of these uh, uh, names we're about to use here are... Um Apparently, offensive. Please, if anyone gets offended by it, these, are the most. I was gonna famous. say, I, I. He hates limeys. Did, did you, did you write? Did you make these up or was this like no, word for word? I watched okay. this movie with closed captioning okay. on because I want to make sure to get things accurate. Okay, so he hates limeys. He hates mix. What's he hate me? Because I'm half mick. Okay. Hates the Hebes. Is that <laughs> That's Jewish, Jewish people? Jewish people. Yeah, oh, Hebrews. Italians, obviously. The N word. We're not gonna say that. Honky, so he's all white people, <laughs> or maybe I don't know. Is honky the the origin of honky like a specific group of white people? I don't know. I just learned what a bohunk was. Bohunk, please tell me. Hungarian. Oh, that makes sense. But also, you got to think back to uh, like the big immigration days of America. Like we used to hate Italians, and we yeah, used to hate everybody, yeah, Irish, and everybody. everybody. So Polish? America used to Polish. Did he say Polak? I did not hear Left that out. If it didn't make it in here, it no. was not listed. No. So apparently that is his weak spot. He <laughs> loves the Polish. He loves the way they put it in a light Eastwood. Ball. I didn't know it was Polish. He's oh. Woodski. <laughs> and, he, and then Harry goes, and I especially hate Specs. <laughs> well, this is the moment where he's like, Chico asked Fatso, well, how does he feel about Mexicans? Because... <laughs> Chico, of course. Yeah. I, well, surprise, surprise, Chico Gonzalez. Well, I love it because that's, that's, that's uh, Harry's way of warming up to Chico by insulting him. Yeah. yeah. He says it with a smile. Yeah. Like, I'm a fun racist. I only yeah. hate you on surface right. level. I'm Archie Monkey racist. You like me. <laughs> but once I get to know you, I might like you. Or I might shoot you in the back. All right. We haven't seen Scorpio for a while, so we cut back to Scorpio. He's on a roof. We, got, we see helicopters. How they must have had fucking huge budget San Francisco, San Francisco for choppers because choppers are all over the fucking place. Dude, they had so many fucking choppers here, and they're just going around surveying the whole place. Of course, they find they they're looking for specific parks. That was the yeah. last scene with Fatso. He's explained we're looking in these parks and everything. We got helicopters, right? And so now we're going down. They're that, around churches, yeah, ground level, and maybe sometimes, maybe, maybe. Or a black person might migrate, right? Or uh, hang out, and we're going to a rooftop where we do see, in fact, Scorpio setting up his gun. Just the scope, actually. Right. And he's just looking over, he's scoping out the situation. Laundry, unintended. He's he's on a rooftop with laundry all around him. Right. That's how you did it back then. You didn't That's have right. dryers. Exactly. And he's looking around, and then he finds a super fly black man, very gay, very flamboyant, very. And in, somehow, his, in his movements. Somehow through the scope, he even hears the guy speaking Lisping. with a lisp. Here's the yeah. lisp, yeah. Like he puts his eye to the scope, and then he puts his ear to the scope and hears him. And sure enough, he's talking about the fly boots he bought recently. So I didn't understand this because the fucking mayor's playing ball. He's doing what he wants. He sets. He puts a personal message. He opens. Scorpio, we need time. We right. agree, but we need time. He opens the newspaper and reads the fucking uh, personal listing to show that the mayor did follow through. But yeah. the fact that Scorpio gave him a strict 24, and right. they, I it's guess solid, this, yeah. this must have been 24 hours. And he was like, I need to show these people I'm serious. Right. So he's not, well, he didn't kill, he's not targeting Catholic priests. No. Can't, well, because they're all covered. Because, of course, that's the priority. 
would be the right. churches. And he does know. Yeah, exactly. He knows that the white officers would care more about the right. white priests. Right. So. Because there's a lot of Catholic, uh, Irish, and Italian cops. So, yeah. yeah. So he's like, I guess I got to shoot a flamboyant black guy. So he finds the perfect one. This is another scene that, for me, Murray, could be cut out or shortened heavily because they do this long scope scene where he's following the the gentleman he's going to kill, and he loses him in the trees. And then he's looking all over the place, and then we're getting tension from nowhere, and then he finds him again. And just as he's about to put the gun together, he's putting it together, a chopper goes, hey, there's a guy on the roof. Aren't we looking for a guy on the roof? That's why we're up here. Hey, roof guy, stop, please. And then that pisses off uh, uh, Scorpio. So he grabs his rifle and his little rifle case and hauls ass away. And then we just cut to the night. Appearing he's been on foot running around the city all night long. But he's got that briefcase and they got a description of the briefcase. And so they're. We're we're following uh, uh, Harry Chico and Chico and Harry, looking yeah. for Chico the briefcase. Chico and the man. Yeah, Chico thinks he spots a guy with the briefcase, and he's like, "Oh my God, over there! Turn, turn, turn!" And we follow them, and they wind up at. Well, this. Chico's first. He's like, "How did this guy get away?" He's like, "They're probably talking instead of shooting." Yes, thank you, Murray. How am I supposed to like Harry? So now we're in like the red light district. I thought they were going to be in the Castro, which is a gay area, but that's that's too filthy for Harry. They're just in the normal straight sleazy part of this town. This is early 70s. Bunch of titty bars everywhere. Yeah, two years later, cruising time. Fucking bandanas all of color. The Rainbow Coalition of bandanas. Dude, so many bandanas. Oh, you would like this about the Barbie movie. Everyone's wearing a pink bandana. Which means... I think that was just pussy. I thought putting a Barbie up your ass. <laughs> Why would a gay guy be into pussy unless it's back pussy? Which is the ass, by the way. <laughs> I think they call it bussy. Is that what they call bussy. it? Bussy? That, that was something that I said on, yeah. a, on yeah, a Point Blank. And Aubra pointed out. I was like, nah, that's not what you think. So this is where they bond. Because also Mexicans are also Catholic, by the way, Griff, if you didn't know that. And they're like, God, the filth on this street. They're bonding. They're coming together. Chico's finally starting to see how the real world works. He's not in his Ivy League sociology class. He's on the streets, the mean streets. The mean streets. Cruising, if you will. Uh, I wish we were because that would make this movie more interesting. But instead, we're going through the neighborhood. I hear he had a tan case. There's a guy with a tan case right there. Follow him. We follow him. The guy walks down an alley. Harry's like, I'll go from the opening. You go around back. Okay. So they go down. The guy goes into a building. Right. Thankfully, it's on the first floor. Right. Where we see, uh, hey, man, I guess we're all all in all types of body types. I wasn't very. As Buffalo Bill would say, is she a big old fat girl? (laughs) Yeah. Very progressive. We could just we could be gratuitous and have yeah. a Playboy playmate in this role. Right. No, we had, what was her? Do you remember her name? It was like Funtime Sally or some shit like that. I think it was Sally. My no, my one of my favorite. And when I finished this movie and I watched it the second time, I came away thinking these are my favorite characters. The people Hot come, Mary. Hot Mary. Thank yeah. you for reading ahead in the notes. I put <laughs> yes. it in there. Uh, but Hot Mary and her. You know, her community are my favorite people in this movie yeah, they're because pro- they're they, pro- protecting their community. They resist the fascist cop. Right. Well, they're protecting their community. They don't know he's a fascist cop. That's true. Because they think he's a perv because they, he's peeping in 
He's wearing a suit and a sweater. Only pervs wear suits and sweaters and yeah. go around. Yeah. And he's like, he stands on a garbage can. He's peeking in. We see Mary's hot to try. She's hot Mary for a reason. Throws yeah. her poncho off, whatever the fuck she was wearing. Oh, yeah. Got her titties out. Oh, yeah. You know, lady of size, I guess, is the word we use now. And But the guys, some guys, you know, more cushion for the pushing. Hot Mary, you know? for fuck's yeah. sake. The whole community <laughs> says she's hot Mary. And who am I going to argue with the whole community? Maybe she's got a fucking golden personality to go along with it. That would make her even fucking hotter. Yeah. And so uh, this guy with a tan suitcase has a present for her. I don't even remember. What, what did he have for her? He just had dresses. Oh, he was okay. pulling out dresses. So that's why dress. she was getting naked. She was trying on the new dress. Was, was he hot Mary's wife? Or husband? I think, I think I thought that was a different apartment. No, they were in the same apartment. Oh, okay. I don't know if they were married. I think he I read wanted, this. I read this wrong. He wanted to get hot with Mary. Oh, maybe because she gets her tits out as soon as he opens up that suitcase full of fucking dresses. Oh, I know. He took like he had a little beanie on or something. And he took that off. Harry getting ready to shoot. He was know. getting ready to shoot. Well. He wasn't attracted to me. Are you sure he wasn't just getting ready to... Getting your tits out. He wasn't getting ready to shoot. Oh, no. Maybe fling a little a Before little he can do anything, the, the, the neighborhood patrol busts out and pummels the shit out of him. Deservingly. And then Chico comes in, shoots off a fucking gun. Did he? I don't remember. And he's just like, hey, that's a cop. And they're like, okay. And then they're like, I'm going to arrest you guys for assaulting a cop. And Harry, he admits like, hey, I was out of line. Well, yeah, the fucking community says, we ought to call the police. Harry loves it because they're using violence to solve their problem. So he fucking accepts that. He's just like, it was, it was a misunderstanding. Yes. You should have just asked me what I was doing. True. But I like the cut of your guys' chips. You know what? He's a true libertarian in this right, and, and I'll give it to yeah. him. He's like, you guys, you need to buy guns. You weren't wrong. You were right. I should have been shot dead on the spot. I should have identified. Maybe we should have like a special call. <laughs> Something like that. And they were just like, hey, man, you're peeping on Hot Mary. Get a fist in the face, all right? You got to pay for Hot Mary. And so, you know, Chico, of course, says, no, guys, it's cool. And then as soon as they leave, he tells Harry, we should have fucking killed those guys. And Harry's like, no, they're cool. They're right. And then he's like, now I know why they call you Dirty Harry, you peeping town motherfucker. Ice melting, Griff. The margarita ice is a melting. And we need an icebreaker to break up those delicious ice-cold margaritas. They get a call in about a possible shooter situation. Right. We need to see how what a heartless badass Harry is some more. We're going to build that up in a minute here. But Very reminiscent of a scene from a better movie, Lethal Weapon, where we get another nice little mocking of a guy who's obviously seriously troubled. Where Thank we have you. a we have a guy they think it's the Scorpio but no it's just a jumper which happens you know so they so the guy's like I'm sorry I'm sorry we thought it was Scorpio it's just some guy let, Harry go home let this guy jump kill himself who gives a fuck no let me talk this guy down so he gets in a cherry picker did they even leave that up to Harry yeah he insists because why. White man's burden. I have to do everything. Oh, okay. okay. They don't ask. He's just like demands. He's like, I'm gonna do it. Okay. So they I need to know this for a fact because I don't want to get Harry wrong. And sometimes I view things wrong. I want to hear this right. I thought they forced the situation. Harry, now that you're here, you're going up is what I thought I'm they said. I'm pretty sure he volunteered himself. Because remember, Harry's the kind of guy who volunteers and then bitches and moans about it. 
every after he does it. Yeah, which is worse. That's like the people who yeah. adopt a like a fucking troublesome breed, if you will, and then goes. We're talking dogs, people. Yeah, not people. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and then you know brags about how they're great with their breed, and then leaves them to fucking run around in the muck. So. Are you talking about yourself? So yeah. uh, he gets in a cherry picker. They go up. I'm going to. How do you feel about this guy's glasses? They're pretty cool. No, no this guy was yeah. pretty cool. I. How do you like my glasses? Yeah, he was very William Smith. I did like him a lot. I would have had a good time talking to him. Talking him down. Yeah, well, yeah, talking to him. And eventually he would come down. So Harry's like, hey, I'm just here to talk. You want to jump? Go ahead. I don't give a fuck. You know, I we I got I got a jumper call last week to uh, the cop. When he's like, I don't want. First of all, he's like, he's like, don't touch me. He's like, I'm not gonna touch you. I just want to get your address because you know when you do jump, you're just gonna be a mangled mess on the ground. In fact, you fuckers always get close to us and you yeah. grab us and jump with us. We happened last week. Yeah. we couldn't figure out who was who. It was just body parts. The guy's like, we couldn't get the address off them. We didn't know where to send the dental records to. And yeah, the guy starts losing his lunch. You're a bastard! <laughs> Lamest fucking scene. I hated this scene. And yeah, the lethal weapon was very was better. Yeah, because he literally was like, "We're gonna go together." Yeah. So the guy, the guy just like stumbles out. Like he's he's offended by what the Harry said. The guy is offended. You made me want to vomit, <laughs> and then you told me I was gonna jump into a mangled mess. Ah! <laughs> and he lunges at him to hit him, and Harry grabs him and pulls him into the bucket. Well, he punches him because he knocks the guy out. Oh, he did hit him. Yeah. Oh, Harry punched him. Yeah, is what you meant. But the guy did leap at him, so he had a, he, he had he lunged. He had everybody saw it. Justifiable. Everybody saw it. He came at me. Comes down. He just throws the guy like a sack of shit off the cherry picker, and he's like, "Now you know why they call me Dirty Harry. I got to do every fucking dirty job in this." Goddamn city. This is his uh, monologue to Chico. Yeah. All right. White man's burden, people. <laughs> Next morning, Harry's responding to a homicide of a 10-year-old black boy. He promised. He said, if I'm not, he can't get close to a priest because those are all covered, all the churches. But black people, fend for yourself. So a 10-year-old black boy gets, it even offends Harry. That's how heinous this act was. Yeah, they're trying to give Harry a little bit of light. He's not such a racist after all. This is a black child who was killed, and yeah, he is. Like the, they have the blanket over, and he pulls it up. Oh, shit! What the fuck? And then we see a cop on a neighboring building. He's, like, holding up the casing. 30-06. Yeah. Maybe that should have been our opener song. Tom Waits, 30-06. Welcome to Homicide, Rookie. All right, so now Harry has to go back to the mayor. His new findings. We got a new body going over everything. The mayor's like, I just want to pay this guy. I don't know why he's doing this. Right. Is there any kind of like uh, pattern or anything he's doing? And we get a whole explanation about, well, he's been shooting from two specific rooftops. And we know killers always go back to the scene of the crime. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, you know, we constantly pull in people for the same crime. Like, they'll rob the same liquor store five days in a row. Right. So it's not that crazy that this guy is taking pot shots at people from the same two rooftops. Right. So what the plan was, they're going to have every rooftop cover but one section, which is the one where he was at last. So we're going to leave that open, and we're going to set a trap for Scorpio. All right. And, of course, Harry's going to be in charge of the trap. 
So he's like at the church. In charge or the bait? Not the bait. Not the bait. He's watching. The bait is the priest. Oh, the bait is the priest. That's right. So so they're on the rooftop of the church with a, a giant neon sign. Yeah. We cut to that night, yeah, by the says, way. Yeah, like Jesus saves. Yeah. And we still uh, no, uh, Every time I see that, I think of Slayer. Who does it? And then, uh, so the priest is allowing himself to be baked because they were like, we'll, we'll have a cop pretend to be. He's like, no, 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 my son. I think him and Chico are having conversations about this. Yeah. And like, well, shouldn't we feel bad about, like, you know, sending this guy out for death? He Man. volunteered. So there, he's got Harry's got his own uh, sniper rifle. He's got the scope. He's checking out the building where the sniper, the casing was found, or whatever, or right. the, where Scorpio was last seen. And he tells, you know, it's a little. Now, this would not impress the cop from Detroit Nine Thousand, who watched two girls fucking carpet munch each other and was like, whatever, and walked away. <laughs> yes, but we see. I was intrigued by this scene. I wanted to learn more. The like you said, we should have cut the fucking flamboyant gay guy scene. Added more to this scene because we see an attractive woman like in a like bikini briefs, you know. There's so many boring scenes. This would have live. Yeah, he's watching know. her. She goes back, comes back totally nude. It's hard to tell because she had the 70s bush, but no, she's totally nude. And then the door in her apartment, like somebody knocks at it, opens it up. There's like this hippie couple, man and yeah. a woman, yeah. walk in. I'm like. Are they getting a threesome about to break out? Because she's just acting like, hey, what's happening? Like she's going to buy some weed off them or something. I don't know what. I was so confused. We're left. Scene. We're all confused. We're like, what's going on? And Harry is like intrigued. What is the story? What is happening in here? Am I going to see penetration? Is it back door, front door, mouth door? What is going to happen? And then he just looks up to the roof and the roof door is ajar. Right. It like it shuts. And turn off the Scorpio, and he's getting his sniper rifle. Well, he doesn't get a sniper; he's got a machine gun. At this he's time. got a machine gun because Harry's lining up his shot, and he's just about to. He's like, "All right, now when I say go, you like he, uh, Chico's got like a floodlight. He's like, hit it on him when I say, yeah, and then I'm gonna shoot this fucker. So he's like, go, Chico sh- shoots the light on him. We see Scorpio. Scorpio ain't got a sniper rifle, buddy. He's got a fucking machine gun. And he, so, so uh, Harry shoots at him, misses, and then fucking Scorpio unloads with the machine gun. Yeah. We got returning fire and everything. Uh, I believe there's a casualty on Scorpio's side of the building. Scorpio kills a cop. Skill, Scorpio. That okay. was guarding like that building, patrolling that area. Okay, because he, when he was I don't running. know if he, but uh, the thing is. Did he do it on his escape, or did he do it on his way there? Right, right. We don't know that, but we know... Well, it must have been his escape, because this, they were setting a trap. Yeah. But, yeah. Still don't know what's going on in that apartment. I'm like, are they safe? Are they, did they stop fucking? Are they fucking? Right. I don't know. Do not give us these... I got. I pulled out the Swedes and scale, and that's a production, people. We talked about this every fucking <laughs> week. We had to pull out the Swedes and scale, and I'm waiting... Talk about Oppenheimer and the fucking bomb. Swedes and scale is twice the size of fucking the bomb. I knew I wasn't gonna have to pull it out for Barbie. I didn't even bring that equipment yeah. with me, and that's what made that movie enjoyable. Yeah. I think for me was 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 that I was like I'm relaxed. This movie, I'm it's 71. I'm like speeds and scale was happening in a small one minute scene. Any scene, yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing. No. I don't remember seeing Bush in this scene. I did. Yeah, I remember that. Well, I don't remember that. Well, it was so big. You I probably thought she the... was wearing underwear, but she was naked. <laughs> that was, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I didn't know it grew like that. Yeah, well, yeah. This is the 70s. You know? Hey, oh, okay. I'm not knocking it. Hey. You know, I'm fine with some Bush. I've known some natural girls. I didn't know yeah. you guys used to grow it like that. Evolution is crazy. Yeah. I mean, you... 
you prefer a, uh, I prefer a nice <laughs> trimmed bush. I like a bush, but I like it trimmed. So, yeah. I'm just saying. That's my preference. If anyone was wondering, <laughs> my preference is that. They're everyone's wondering. So, Oh my god! So we get like a chase here and there. We find like the cop, the casualty cop in the other building, and then we're yeah. cutting into the next day, and we still haven't found. Got him. a new note from Scorpio. We've got a whole new ball game. Callahan, he grabbed a fourteen-year-old girl and buried her alive. I saw this fourteen-year-old girl later in the scene, and of course, you can't bury a fourteen-year-old girl girl and shirt girl and show her naked. Right. That was not a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, that was a grown woman. But hey, like we said, can't show that. So, uh, and he's he, and he's got a note. He's describing what the girl, because the girl was kidnapped, and he describes what she was wearing, what color panties she had on. The mom's like, "Those are her panties." <laughs> I buy them for. That's for not a joke. That actually was, you know, the idea yeah. on her panties. No, no. I wish Murray was joking, especially since he keeps throwing the p word around. And also, this pulls out a fucking handkerchief, fucking molar he ripped out of her fucking mouth. It was the fucking size of a Dude. goddamn. Dinosaurs. No, that shit. was intense. That that actually hit me. This movie at this point is like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Yeah, Scorpio. And he wants 200K this time. He's up the ante. And they well, can yeah, barely they... get fucking 100. Of course, you got to do that if you're fucking serious, if you're playing I the big ball game. What the fucking, what were the money situation with San Francisco? Because I know in the 70s, New York was going broke. I know New York was having a hard time. So I, I thought wonder... San Francisco was doing better, though. I don't know. I mean, they, they're doing great now with all that tech money, but I don't know what. Well, going they're on. going through a horrible robbery spree. Yeah, it's not, ridiculous. Not so much the convenience stores. You, need, you know what they need? I need? They need a dirty Harry to patrol no. those fucking... Like... Obviously, obviously, like there's the right the right side of the media who tells you, oh, they're just robbing every CVS in sight. But what you really hear about San Francisco when you go there, and my friend experienced this personally, if you have a uh, out of state license plate, like or not out of state, but if you have a plate or a car that's clearly for a rental from like the um, airport or anything, your car is getting broken into because they see that as a victimless crime. So they're like, just do not leave anything in sight in your car. Like, if you have something in the trunk, you're probably okay. But do not leave it. So one of his friends did not take that advice and left, like, his bag full of all this shit. Got broken. Well, it's funny. All these, like, tech people are, like, losing their shit about this. And then still, the crime statistics, San Francisco's way down the fucking line. Nowhere near where we are in Detroit. Right. But still, they're oh, my God, we're living in hell. And it's right. like. That's why I say victimless crime compared to, like, crimes of, like, hey, we just lost life. And it, you're, you're left wondering what the I mean, fuck. either way, it's fucked up. These people just it's, going it's into places and taking as fuck. shit. Yeah. But. One's obnoxious as fuck. And one is, like, I don't want to fuck around with that. So they ask Harry, we, we can only count on you. you. You're the best. Can you be the bag man for this? Of course I can. And then Chico finally seeing the light. He's just like, no wonder why it's called Dirty Harry. He gets the shit in and the stick every fucking time. Even though Harry volunteers, like, nobody's making him do this. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. Right. This is like that steak out there they're trying to plan and everything. Yeah. And they want Harry to go by himself. And they're having a whole discussion. Chico, you're off the case. You're nowhere near it. Yeah. And Harry, he's like, why don't we call? Why don't we split the difference and give him the night off? And of course, the detective, or you know, uh, uh, Brassel or whatever his name was, Brassler, Brassler, Brassler. 
He's like, no, I won't even hear of it. We're not paying a dime. So Harry takes him under his wing and takes him to the old fucking spy shop. You know, the spot where you get, like, the magic cards and all that yeah. shit. They also have, uh, like, little microphone, intercom system things. So they're hooking themselves up with yeah. a little wire system. get a little scene where we see that it works because Chico's talking into the thing. Yo, pipe down, Chico. And then we go to the mayor's office to pick up the duffel bag full of 200K. They got it. How'd they find it? I don't know. Because he was bitching about getting 100K. And, and like, he fucking wanted... I remember he wanted used 20s is what he wanted. And it tens in 20s. I think that'd be way more than what they had in that fucking... Bag. I don't know. I know I'm obsessing on the amount of money. Cause I think last week I did the other thing where we I was did, like, there's not... The money doesn't add up. Yeah, yeah. It's like too little. We do this every time and <laughs> never pay attention to that. Yes. Yeah. It's fun. It's all for fun. Uh, but really what the main part of this scene is that, like, he gets the duffel bag and everything, and then him and Brassler have, like, a little confine in uh, Brassler's office, and Harry does this thing where he just puts his leg, pulls his pant up. Uh, he pulls, pu- sw- pulls the switchblade out, clicks he, it. Yeah, puts his leg up on, or foot up on Brassler's desk and pulls his leg up with the knife and then tucks it into a sock, grabs some Got of— any scotch tape. Yeah, and Brassler Scotch just, tape's not the tape you want to use. No, no, nope. a knife. Hundred percent not. First of all, you got to shave your fucking leg first because that would hurt. Yes, the hair out. Yes, <laughs> and then Brassler says, "You think Dirty Harry shaves his legs?" Well, we saw them, and no, he doesn't. Wow, he's, he is tough. Yeah, that would hurt. Yeah, he's a real bastard. Uh, but Brassler says, "I don't know why a cop would have that weapon or know how." They were illegal back then. Switchblades. I think yeah. still are. They still are. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why you would have that weapon or even know how to use it. It's a fucking knife. We didn't need the second line. So off to the drop off. He's we learned that uh, Scorpio is going to play a little gaily game of cat and mouse where he's going to have make Harry jump around, earn it. This is kind of good. I like it. I'm still kind of down on the movie at this point, but I like it. So this. he gives them the first location. There's going to be a payphone, and I will give you instructions. So. Sure enough, the payphone rings. He answers it. Right. This is he tells him the the rules. I'll be calling from different payphones all around this area. It can ring four times, but if you don't answer after the fourth ring, all that bitch is dead. I'm killing this. Right. Girl. Anybody answers in your place, she's dead. If um, I don't even remember. I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. And so he's like, he, so he's like, tells Harry to get on. I didn't even know there was a subway system in San Francisco. Was it a subway or was, was it just a bus? Well, it was underground though. No, it, oh, was, it was. It was like a trolley type thing, like they have. I've been on like the like tourist trap trolley thing, but I didn't know they went underground. I don't know. Oh, was I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. No, I mean, I, it's like I always think always when I think of subways, I think either New York or Chicago. I don't. Think of, co- of course, else. yeah. But uh, so uh, he gets on the the car just in time. It, you know, it's like it, door shuts. He puts his arm in there, gets in. You know, they're really racking up the tension. And the, the uh, gets to the next fucking the phone. Is that like a is that a hamburger stand or something? Yeah, it was at some bullshit stand. Whatever. He answers the phone. Oh. Callahan downstairs. K car. So he hurries up, goes back. He's like on a bus or whatever now. Making it to the next station. Oh, this is your hamburger okay. stand. Hamburger stand. Aquatic park. But then he says, 
Hubba 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 Pig Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Murray edition. He made sure that that got <laughs> it in there. Because it was ridiculous. It was so good. Mean? No, I agree. And that was an ad lib by the actor. I learned that. It's the one thing I learned on IMDb. That's good. I yeah. like that. I like the villain so much more. That's why I wanted more villainry in this movie. What are you talking about? You, Harry's the villain, according to you, so you're getting plenty of villains. I there. didn't say that. I said I don't like him. I didn't say he's the villain. So we see, we've we've seen this in a lot of movies, Salt and Cruising, those dangerous tunnels in the park where only, in Scenic Clockwork Orange, only like hoodlums hide in. And sure enough, and dude, what was going on with you? It looked like they were like a bunch of middle-aged guys. It was like it was like the villains from Nowhere to Run. Dude, they went full Nancy Reagan, Dangers of Dungeons and Dragons bullshit. These dudes were just out there role-playing, having some fun. <laughs> but See a guy coming by. They were all white. They were all white. There you go. That's progressive. That is progressive. So, and they're like, he's like, I don't have time to deal with you. He pulls his gun out on him. They just fucking scurry away like the rats that they are. And then, but but he can he can hear the phone ringing. That's where the tension is ratcheting up. Yeah, so these guys and, are getting in the way. And there's an old guy at the phone, and he's picking up the phone. That's adding to the added right. tension. And then Harry grabs the phone, give it to me, and he's like, hey. And then click, and then the phone rings again, like a couple seconds later. Mount Davidson Park, go to the cross. All right, so now we're going over there. Harry arrives, and. Has a deal with Alice. Loves a dare. I when I read this, I was like, I didn't even remember this scene. I was like, who the fuck is Alice? But he, this is remember, we're in San Francisco, people, a lot big gay community. So there's a guy cruising. He literally is like in the park looking for some action. And he thinks fucking Harry's up. Because Harry did, in his defense, Harry did have Did you, did you see it, Griff? I he did. had the fucking plaid. Fucking charms. I mean, if you're wearing that out in the public, you're ready for some action. Oh, well, it makes sense because bandana. The, the kid pulls Lucky Charms out of his right. pocket. Because that's what he's looking for. And scurries <laughs> it. Uh, like, Murray, you said fucking Charms, and everyone's like, oh, gross. Okay. But then, Murray, what you didn't By explain. Way, look at our cruising episode if you really want to know what fucking Charms yeah. is. What you didn't explain is the fact that the first, the uh, I, I don't know which part this person plays, but they pull the fucking Lucky Charms out of their pocket and they scurry it. Like, you know the motion for making it rain? It's the back of the hand. You sweep the That's Lucky... That's what you do, yeah. That's what you do. Yeah, That's you part sweep of the... the Lucky Charms out of your hand like you're feeding a pigeon. And then maybe the guy goes down to eat the... <laughs> no, no, no. Go, go listen to Cruise. Go, and find go listen to Cruise and figure go, that out. The gruesome details. But so this guy is just a stereotypical lispy gay guy, and we, we, I guess we need to relieve the tension a little. We're ratcheting up too much tension, so. right? And I think this is a fine way to do that. It's annoying to gays, probably, but hey. So Harry's ready to bust this guy. He's like, "I'll kill myself if I go to jail." Well, do it at home. At least he didn't murder the guy for being gay. No, he did not. So he goes to this giant cross they have in the middle of this park. And sure enough, we see our man Scorpio wearing his fucking ski mask. Yeah, his balaclava. Or balaclava, as Griff calls him. When did it, when did it stop being ski mask? Why does people got to fucking change it? Ski mask is fine. Yeah, but balaclava like, sounds cool. Okay. It sounds European or some shit. Yeah, it's probably European. And so... Uh, 
He's told to freeze, otherwise the girl's going to be dead. So Drop you know, the gun, pull ma- your gun on, drop it. Making sure, Scorpio is making sure he, that Harry understands Scorpio has the upper hand. Right. So he makes Harry drop the gun, and he says, turn around, put your hands in the air. He's going to frisk him. He's going to see if he has any lucky charms on him. And then Harry makes like a move that's like frightens fucking Scorpio. Scorpio just pummels the shit out of it. How'd you like this, though? Sensei Seagal would never allow this scene to happen. No, where Harry gets the shit kicked out of him by some scrawny, crazy motherfucker. I, I, I wish I was still into this movie. I just don't give a shit about Dirty Harry. And so he's getting the shit beat out of him. I'm just like, okay. Then... So he's got the money. He's kicking the shit out of Harry. And he's like, I'm going to let the girl die anyway, pig. I don't give a fuck. And that's where fucking Chico jumps up. Because he's about to get... Harry's about to get a head, head shut off. Right. Chico shows up and thank, thank the fucking maker that, you know, he didn't scare off his friend by calling him a, a whatever slur he called them. Chico's still sticking around. He still wants to get real police work done. They have the chance. I think Chico is a slur. Yeah, it probably. I think it might be. And so he he fucking takes a shot, and now we're having a crossfire between yeah. Chico and Scorpio. Chico takes a bullet, falls down. While 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 Scorpio is distracted, uh, Harry grabs that switchblade. Goes, Ooh, because he fucking rips some hairs out of his leg, and then he stabs him in the thigh, and then. Can you put the, the fuck scream that fucking Scorpio did? Because it was so ridiculous right here. So people hear this. <laughs> so Scorpio screams. And then he's just got to run. I mean, why do you need to shoot Harry? I don't, I don't know. He's standing there. Harry's he's still fucked up. I will say it. Give it up to Eastwood. He's still selling. He's still fucked up. I, I want to like it. You're right. He's selling. He's showing something. He's got all the right... It's just he Scorpio does a somersault down this hill. I guess he gets away from Harry. And then we're like... We we see that he's crashed there, and then we just cut to the next morning. Right. And the chief is fucking pissed. He blew it again. Harry, you're fucking breaking the rules all the time. You got to follow our rules, not your own rules. And he's like, why was Chico there? He's like, I ordered him. He's taking the fucking fall. Chico insisted, but he's like, I'm taking the fall for this guy. That's good. That's good. And then the call comes in. We found the fucking girl. And then we see. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. We get a park emergency that gets called in, and they oh, had a guy I come in. I thought they called in the. I know. Okay. You're, you're, yeah. you're jumping a little. I'm saving you here. Okay. Uh, they, they get a park emergency because, of course, he. Got stabbed and passed out in the park, and we're not talking about no, Harry. No, he pass out in the park. He walked to the ER. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's so like Chico, Chico, or not Chico, fucking Scorpio. Scorpio. Scorpico. Scorpico apparently walked to the ER, right. the park ER, and uh, they called the, you know, they called the police department about it. Right. Yeah, because it's, a, it's a, any kind of like a violent situation, you got to let them know. So Harry heads down there. The doctor is couldn't be bothered. He's like, I don't give a shit about, you know, I have my own shit going on here. He's like, what did he look like? I don't fucking remember. I'm a doctor. I don't give a shit about these people. I just put a Band-Aid on him. Tell me get the fuck out. I, did, I feel like I saw this guy before, maybe when I was at, like, a football Think about it. He's like, game. yes. He was selling programs at the football. Where was, was this? Kazar. 
It's real. I looked yeah. it up. So that's where the Raiders play? And the Raiders did play there. Not at this time, Because though. I know uh, 49ers are Candlestick Park. Yeah. So, But we're saying, wait, he, how, why are we in Oakland now all of a sudden? Yeah, I know, Is right? he out of his jurisdiction? He's right. a San Francisco guy. Where, where are we? I don't because know. Because I looked it up, and it was, it was a year. This movie came out in 71. The Raiders were gone by then. But it was like in 70, the Raiders were still there when this movie, pro- the script was probably written. And as luck would have it, Kazar Sam's right across the street. So he's like. Literally, the doctor turns and goes, right there. <laughs> Literally. All right. We, okay, so he, he sells programs. Why would he be there? No, 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 no. You said programs. I, I'm sorry. I didn't stop you. He's the groundskeeper. No, but you know, that guy definitely said he sells programs. Oh, okay. I remember that. Apparently, he does both. That's why I'm like, what? And it's like, well, then again, besides groundskeeper Willie, who is that normal for groundskeepers <laughs> to live on the premises of the grounds they keep? Right. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. I would love to know if there is an apartment, a little fucking... Every stadium has a little apartment yeah, like in the little, bowels like of a, the building. a couple little studios for the groundskeep crew. Because this is great. This is a great detail. It's, it's Yeah, it's great, especially with the rent prices in San Francisco. If you can just have your f- furnished apartment and your Think about that. You can hobble. sit out on the bleachers at night, look up at the stars and shit. I love it. So they go over there. Of course, it's locked up for the night. So Harry's like, all right, let's climb the fence. Fatso's with him. He's like, too much linguine. Good joke. I'm not doing I'm He's like, you know, I, he should have said I'm two weeks away from retirement. And so fucking Harry, who's just had the shit kicked out, he's like, all right, he crawls because he's a white man's bird, and he's like, right. I got to do everything. And Climbs we just over. get a nice little cut here of uh, Scorpio. He just has piercing eyes staring daggers into the intruders. So they go to, they find the groundskeeper apartment. Harry does. Fat and we know he's a sicko because there's a fucking Playboy centerfold hanging on the wall. He's a creep. That's Perp. Right. Sexual pervert. He's getting ready to griff, but fucking noise chasing. They like, oh my god, he's out on the field. So Harry he goes running out after him. Right. Harry spots him. He's running away. And yells for uh Scorpio to stop. Just so happens that Fatso found a way in, hit the lights. Hit the lights! That's a good time for Metallica. And that's when we got here telling them, you better fucking stop. And he's just like running away. And then Harry fucking boom. <laughs> Shoots him in the leg. Leg shot. He falls over. Uh, fucking, he has, for good measure, Harry's got to dig a Ruby Ray rub on that wound. Yeah, Harry walks all the way down from the stands while this guy is just writhing in pain. Rub, Rudy Ray rubs uh, all over that wound. You nearly killed me, pig! You'd you could have hit me in the head! You'd be dead if I wanted to. So it's like, like every and every in these liberal shitholes, every sick goes like, "I know my rights. I got rights, pig. You can't, you can't keep me. I want to see my lawyer." Rudy Ray Rubba. This was a great fucking shot. I don't know how they did it because they're right with Harry, and then it pulls away. Like, like yes, this, you couldn't do that with a helicopter because it's right on Harry, and it pulls. I have no idea how they did it. Right. My favorite scenes are the Scorpio scenes and the Scorpio with Clint scenes. They're very. Good. I just do not give a shit about Dirty Harry. So too bad when we get 100 first day, we're going to have to do the second one. Okay. So well, no, I'm, I'm all I'm game to do another movie. No, it's the, just this we're next sucks. Clint Eastwood's going to be a Western. Anyways, a, Western. a naked, we cut to, we, we had a tip. The, 
We had a tip called in yeah. about a girl near the Golden Gate yeah. Bridge. Well, the, yeah, she's in a sewer drain. I don't know they, who who found this. Yeah, I mean, we, I, mean I guess a sewer worker found her. Whatever. Right. But it's right at the Golden. So we get a nice shot of the Golden Gate Bridge. We gotta let we gotta show off the city a little. You right. Know, we all know the Golden Gate, and Bridge. we gotta show off some Tony Bush. Bennett singing "I Left My Heart oh, in San Francisco." Yeah, gone too soon. Ninety six. So wait, he just died. Who just? He just died. Tony Bennett. Oh, he did just die. Yeah, it's okay. a couple weeks ago. And I thought I had to mix up because you said ninety six. I thought he was ninety six. Oh, ninety six. That's what I'm old. saying. Like everyone's like, I'm like, come oh, on, guys. That's my a God. pretty good fucking life. No, that's an amazing you know, life. I like, thought you were saying he died in ninety six, no, Griff. No. I thought you were burying me. No. No, but no, who is buried? This poor little 14-year-old girl, played by a grown woman because she's got a big-ass bush, too. Yes. I guess 14-year-olds could have a bush. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I don't look at kids. Never going to find out Never that information. Never going to find out. No. But, yeah, it's, 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 so it's, she's dead. He, he, you know, and who knows how long she had been dead. We don't know. He probably killed her immediately. Next morning, Harry's going to visit the district Fucking attorney. Pussy. This is a scene we always got to have in these cops that play by their own rule movies. A fucking nerd. He's like, have you heard the recent Devo single that came out? You can tell he's a liberal cuck. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't care what he did, Callahan. This man had rights. Have you ever heard the the Mandela effect? I mean... Mandera writes. Wait, what's Miranda the Miranda writes. Miranda writes. And he's like, he has the right to remain silent permanently. He's just like, he's got a, it's just back and forth. Harry's just disgusted that this monster, this animal has rights. Right. And the, the DA, he's like, hey, you don't have to talk to me. I have the top attorney from Berkeley sitting right here. Berkeley, most liberal college. Exactly, and he's a fucking nerd with a salt and pepper little fucking mustache, bald horseshoe head of hair. Uh, yes, sir. He had the patches on his elbows, on his blazer. That's right. Glasses down to the tip of his nose, sir. I always tell you. thinks with his brain, never his gut. That he guy, no, he can't even locate his gut. That guy. The only thing that hits his gut is some kind of soy protein. Jizz. That's not so funny. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, <laughs> so, so he's like, he's right, you know. You did, you did violate his constitutional rights. And then he took some lucky, fucky charms out of his pocket and <laughs> scattered them on the ground. He's just munching on them. <laughs> They're a little damp. I don't is know that a way to signal somebody like in public? It, well, no, no, the fucking bandana is. But oh. you know, I guess if you don't have a bandana, like if, it if, doesn't, like, if the bandana doesn't work with your ensemble, what if yes. you, yeah, if you want to be a little bit more coy about it, you could pull a little bit of dry cereal, luck, Lucky Charms, out of your pocket. So it's like, look, Harry, if you hadn't like done what you did, we could have something on him, but you. Fucking play by your own rules. You didn't read him his rights. You didn't take him in properly. Harry brought- pulls out his fucking laminated constitution. Says right here, I got the right. <laughs> and then he points over to the rifle because they have the rifle that he yeah. says was used in the multiple killings. But for whatever reason, they're like, "Yep, that's a great, that's a great uh, fireplace dressing." That gives us nothing. I, I feel like they could invest. Yeah, there, yeah like, there'd be fingerprints on it. There'd be fingerprints. Because he even says, like, you have the rifle and I have the casings. We, we we can match them. Right. And then you could also be able, like, unless this guy somehow immaculately cleaned the rifle, I feel like you'd be able to tell if it was shot recently. 
I don't know, 71. I don't know what the ballistics were back then. Yeah, I really I'm don't. I'm sure you could. I really yeah. don't know, but I feel like you could. The whole could. point of this thing is to say, like, this Hands piece tied. of shit has a rights, you know. Hands tied. He has more rights than the victim. That's the whole point of the scene. Yeah, hands tied. And Harry is just fucking pissed off. He'll kill again. How do you know that? Because he likes it. That's what, that's what Harry said, by the yeah. way. Well, my perfect impression. They should know by now. So Scorpio free as a bird, man. And he's just like fucking going to the next. He's like finding his next victim at the playground. He's like scoping out some kids. That's right. Harry right behind chewing on a little hot dog. Right. They're in line for like the the ice cream cart that's nearby. Oh. And yet Harry ordered a hot dog. I don't know how he's like. Or, yeah. I don't know. Like This is funny because, you know, Jim Carrey used to do a Clint Eastwood impression. I feel like this is Clint Eastwood doing a Jim Carrey impression with how he did his hair with the fucking wraparounds. It's very East Ventura. So we see that he's stalking him, and then he stalks him to his next location. And, you know, you think, you think the Zodiac Killer... I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't expect to see him at a titty bar. I would because his frustration comes from not getting laid. He's an incel. Oh, is it? In- no, he hates women. But he's your kind of incel. My kind of incel. What does yeah, that mean? Well, yeah, you hate you hate fucking uh the uh like you like the serial killers. I don't like serial killers. Well, I'm I'm saying it as, you know, our Cause you're always like, man, I fucking hate these mass shooters, but that those was, serial killers. I, I, that was one joke I did last week, and it's now a I'm joke. always saying it. You do say that quite a bit. No, I don't. I've always, I've, I don't know. I'm on record, and Aubrey will back me up on this, that I don't find serial killers interesting at all. Yeah, you do say that as well. Well, how can I say I love them and I hate them all the time? We do it as a joke. Once last week. You've done that joke. Well, okay, never mind. The whole joke... No, I got to explain it. Because you haven't listened to last week's episode, which some of you may have. Okay, let's do that. I brought up that a serial killer was found recently. Yes. That was the joke. Yes. And then that we don't... Serial killers are coming back. Griff interpreted that as, all I talk about is serial killers, which I don't. He's wearing a uh, I Love uh, Jeffrey Dahmer shirt right now. That was a great show. Yeah. But I don't love the person. He doesn't. I love You just love true crime. You're always crime. trying to push it off like I women true like crime. true crime. I hate true but crime. But Murray's actually the biggest true crime fan of all. Okay, this is going nowhere. We're boring the shit out of people. So. Hide from his truth. He's at a titty bar. Very interesting titty bar. I don't know if I saw this wrong. This is how I interpret it in my brain. Did it look like the stage was on top of the fucking bar? Like, Dude, what it, it did. It was the weirdest strip club I've seen. Very interesting. Hot fucking blonde, great body, like just laying on a bed or some shit on the top of the fucking bar. Praise be to the 70s, by the way, because yeah. this is the era of like natural bodies and everything. Yeah. So all the body. I mean, even Hot Mary, not our type. <laughs> Hot Mary looked great. So uh, Scorpio's there. He notices uh, Harry at this time, right? Yes, they're doing like kind of the somebody's following me. They don't make eye contact, but each one is noticing the other without noticing. So uh, Scorpio pays his tab, runs, limps the fuck out there because remember he got stabbed in the leg. And the next morning, Scorpio's thinking about a plan. So he goes, where do you, when you want to do something nefarious, where do you go? It looks like you go to a war-torn city or looked, something. No, to me, it looked like under a wharf. Yeah, I thought looked, that's what it was. It looked like it was a bombed building the to me. 
Yeah, it, uh, it was a bomb this, building. It was on a the black dock. guy to me who lived under the wharf. It was fucking weird. It was so weird. And Scorpio hands him two bu- two hundred bucks, and he's like, "Are you sure you want this? Give it to me." I thought there's gonna be some fucky charms happening. I thought so too. You sure you ain't been tailed? Definitely. So he sits down in a chair, Scorpio, and the black guy puts on some fucking gloves, some black leather gloves. I'm like, "Wow, he's gonna fist them? What's going on here?" He's like, you really want $200 worth? Give it to me. And the guy just pummels the shit out of Scorpio. Great fucking scene. Scorpio scenes? Fantastic. Awful makeup. He didn't even look... He looked weird. Yeah, no. It looked like a cartoon character. Yeah, 100% bad makeup They got it better when Rocky came around a few years later as far as, like, swelling and all that shit. Yeah, but did you like that they made Rocky references? Oh, no, that was something else. next week. (laughs) It did not happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was swimming in Stallone's balls at the time. The <laughs> idea for Rocky. He was running up. So Scorpio, he's brought in hospital. He called all the fucking media. And he's like, I got attacked by a cop. It was that fucking dirty, hairy guy. I didn't do anything. I know my rights. So, of course, the chief's going to call Harry in. He looks, t- uh, you know, he's calling him out. Look, Did you do this fucking shit? Did you beat the fuck out of this kid? He looks too damn good to have been beat down by me. So, of course, Harry, he's like, I'm out of here. And he's going to go check on his dear friend, his new best friend, Chico. This would have been a perfect time for the hand in your gun and badge, but he can't hand yeah. in his badge because later on. Yeah, we'll even the San Francisco police know he's too good for that. So, because he plays by his own rules. He's like, I'm leaving. So Chico is recuperating in the hospital. He probably will never walk again. And he's like, hey, you did good, kid. You fine. He's like, yeah, finally. I saw what monsters these people are. I don't know if I can hack it. I think I'm going to quit. I'm going to go back to teaching. Maybe, yeah. You think too much with your head, kid. That's what a teacher does. That's right. Cops think with their guts. So he's got a woman, Chico, by his bed. Oh. Nice hot white piece of ass. Yeah, he's worked his way up. Stands up, kisses him on the face, and then starts walking down, and Harry follows her down. And well, she's, she, like, following him down, I think, because he wants to talk to him. Okay. And she's just like, I, you know, I can't believe, believe the way people treat you guys. Blue, blue lives blue, matter. She's, like, she's got the fucking flag with the blue line on it Oh, yeah, she's, she's got the fucking headband of the Punisher skull with the right. blue line through it. And she's just like... Every more, every night, I just worry he's never going to come home again. I mean, your wife probably feels the same way. She's dead. <laughs> what do you think she thinks about in the morning if she's thinking about it the night? <laughs> so, uh, that so, night, Scorpio. We, no! Oh, this is where I'm. I'm expecting his wife got gang raped and fucking left for dead and all that shit. No, a drunk driver hit her. Oh yeah, and like that's his motivation. Like what the. fuck? Maybe this is why I, you know, it's like I already didn't like him. And then when we come full circle to like, why is Harry the way Harry is? Yeah, a drunk driver hit my wife. That's frustrating for sure. But it's like, think about Bronson. What happened to his wife? Jeff Goldblum's gang ardor. <laughs> no, they didn't. If you you think that, remember? Oh, they, they, just, they just slapped the shit. They ripped, they ripped her clothes and slapped the shit out of her. Yes. And then right. they just like. They spray painted his daughter's ass. Yeah, you're right. I don't think right. anybody got raped. That's you're what, right. That's the power of imagination. Right. Well, the the full fury of that scene, it makes you think that that's what yes, happened. I thought that's what happened, but you might be yeah. right. So 
Scorpio, what's he up to? Well, he's 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 fucking ready for the next kill, but he's got to get some Seagrams first. We talked about some powerful liquor store scenes last week, the impetus for the No Country for Old Men scene. We're getting a new take on that. We got weaselly old Scorpio coming into a bar, and he's doing a Clockwork Orange Alex bit where he, you know, Alex at night when he's in his droog mask and everything, he's most devious. But when he's just out in the public, he's all charming. I'm just a teenage boy. No problem. Yeah, he's charming when he says, what happened to your face? Well, the wife got a little uppity, and then her fucking brother kicked my ass. <laughs> but know. he does it with a smile. Well, and the guy did. It's like chuckles. Like, yeah, that The happened. guy is, well, we're 71, so wife beating is cool. So he's like, yeah, I get it. My wife gets out of hand, too. And then he's like, hey, aren't you the guy who's constantly being robbed? He's like, yeah, man, I had to buy this gun. I'm getting pretty good shot at it, too. Ha- they both have a chuckle and everything. Man, I will just take a Seagram, a couple Magnum dongers, and some lemon heads. Of course he had to buy Magnums. You're not using those, Scorpio. We know the whole reason why you're killing people, because you can't wear a Magnum. You can barely fit in a regular condom. So, Scorpio... <laughs> the guy, when he was talking about how he uh, shoots people, he brandishes his gun on him. And Scorpio, this is why I wanted more Scorpio scenes. This guy was great. He goes, oh, I scare easily. Please take it easy on me. And then just smashes that Seagram bow right against the head of the old guy. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, and then he grabs his gun, grabs another Seagram's to go, takes off. Scorpio, we cut to the next morning. He's hijacking a school bus. Yes, everybody, this is speed. So, yeah, he just takes over the bus. The kids think it's cool because he's like, they don't know what's going on. He goes, he puts a gun to the driver's fucking head and it's like, you fucking go this, tells her where to go. He's like, hey, kids, let's sing some songs. Row, row, row your boat. Right. And then Harry, he's walking into the mayor's office. Over here's a call from Scorpio. I think it was like the reading back of a call from Scorpio. This wasn't the call. Because I think Scorpio actually calls in a second later here. So he wants 200K still, but he wants a jet too. He wants to fly on a jet plane. He's going to take all the kids on the jet with them. Drop them off, get away, send the kids back or whatever. The destination, only the pilot will know. So, okay. So, Harry, once again, Harry, I know you fucked everything up. We yelled at you about fucking it up the last time. But can you be the bag man one more time? No! I'm done! I'm through with this shit! He doesn't say that. He grabs it back. Because, like I said, white man's burden. He's like, I gotta do it again. So the kids, of course, are upset. You know, they're not going to go to the ice cream factory that they've been promised. Some fucking fat kid with a bowl cut starts fucking whining. Oh, ahead of his times. Ahead of his times. It's probably Stephen Malkmus. <sighs> Murray, I think you would like this joke in the Barbie movie. One of the ways they manipulate men is by saying Stephen Malkmus isn't the great musician of all time. Who's Stephen Malkmus again? Uh, the, repl- no, the replacement. Pavement? Pavement. That's a deep cut. I know. I There was good jokes in the movie. So he's not good? Is that how you piss off a man? Yeah. Well, that was the, you for, well, you don't piss off a real man. real man a, wouldn't listen to Pavement. For a 90s movie. Yeah. I understand that wasn't your thing, but you've also admitted that you... you I like, checked out of life. Yeah. You like one type of music. Well, I like two. I think so. And so, yeah, I know. I, I admit, I checked out of life at like 18. I was like, I'm done. I don't need to learn anything. I'm surprised you never liked the song about cut your hair. 
What a pavement thing song. I do know that song by them. No, I hate, I hate <laughs> indie rock guys. Not even the music. It's that. Those it's guys. that. You would love that he still has floppy hair today. Mm, of course he does. He's like, <laughs> like what? Like 55, 60. So well, he's probably your age. Hair. No, he's older than me. You think so? Oh, okay. I bet he's in his 50s. Yeah. All right. We're, we got to finish I'm sorry. This. I'm we got to finish this. No, we're doing great. We're doing great okay, on time. Good. So, uh, yeah, Joe, Joe Corey will love that indie rock <laughs> mention we did. So the kids are flipping out. Scorpio slaps the shit out of the face, as you should do back in my day. Kid mouthed off. You slap the shit out. You knock that bull cut off his head. Right. And he does that. Do you think all that abuse? No, never mind. So he points out, like, there's the fucking exit. Take that. I don't know. Somehow, supernaturally, Carrie <laughs> knew where he was going to be because he's waiting on top of like a fucking bridge going over the road, he, standing there. You know what? I love that you said that. He has to be the inspiration <laughs> for Jason, Michael Myers, all these horror monsters because literally he's like, Drake Boulevard. Oh, get off here. And they get off. And sure enough, as they come down, just standing on a fucking like railroad strip that goes over the road. There's Harry standing there in his fucking suit and sweater. Got his shades on. Of course he does. And then as soon as the bus goes underneath, he dives on the bus. I did. did Scorpio shoots. Did he he shoots shoot up. the woman. But did you shoot the driver? Or? I didn't think he did. Okay, he does. He like I know he knocks her out, but yeah, he's like shooting up like maniacally, missing Harry. Yeah, I just saw that the bus like crash into just a dirt pile. Yeah, because there's a quarry they drive off to. Oh, quarry! And then uh, uh, Scorpio is- gets off, starts running because because uh, 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 Harry gets thrown <laughs> off into a pile of like fucking sawdust or something. Right. Shit. Scorpio runs to the quarry where they're like grinding rocks and shit. Right. So you just got conveyor systems and everything. We're running around. We're playing peekaboo in here. They both have guns. They're both trying to get the edge on each other. Shooting back and forth. You know, nothing really interesting happening. I got it's just like so much of the like the tension is in the weird scenes like Scorpio had with the, the liquor store. They don't give us enough of that. And the action scenes for me in this are this no. boring Scorpio's scared shitless because he knows Terry's got his number but then he notices something a little kid fishing fucking why is he in school why, why is he in school why is he fishing at the fucking rock quarry they do that I don't know how fish wind up in it but they do fill quarries with water for some reason oh, okay. or maybe it's just rain fills them up I don't know little Ronnie but, Howard but uh, yeah little Opie Cunningham and uh, Scorpio grabs him Puts a gun to his head. Hey, you fucking cop. Hey, you ain't going to shoot me. I got a kid. And then he's like, drop the gun. So Harry goes to drop it. Whoop, boom. Shoots fucking Scorpio in the shoulder. Scorpio falls down. Okay. I made allusions to. All right. The six bullets are one. Badass scene, right? No. Because fucking Harry does the. So. He does the exact same scene, which means that wasn't off the cuff the first time. He prepared this badass oh. speech, which makes him a fucking bitch. He is. You lost bitch. me. I was on Team Harry. You lost me in this last scene because this is such a bitch move. Like, I'm going to come up with the most badass fucking saying when I got, you know, in this situation. This is why, you know, Clint came up with it himself or John Milius. No, the fucking character Harry did. Yeah. 
It makes Harry look like a bitch. You yes. Don't care, you don't care about anything in the context of the movie. Harry looks like because an idiot. Because when you hear it the first time, I'm like, that's a badass off-the-cuff situation. No, it's a prepared statement. Yes. Which makes it weak. Yes, 100%. That's his Miranda rights is telling people, oh, do you feel lucky? <laughs> do I feel lucky, punk? Yeah, Milius, sorry. You should have come up with a new badass like line. You shouldn't have just repeated it. it right. Does, I, I'm with you now with Harry. I'm like, fuck this guy. Because that's a total, like, wannabe tough guy thing. Like, you're waiting for this moment yeah. where you're going to say your most prepared badass line. I'm. So, do we want to do the whole, rev- let's finish it, and then we'll kind of wash, let it wash. So he just does the fucking same. Do you feel lucky, punk? Do you? He feels lucky. So Scorpio goes through the gun. Shoot Scorpio. Scorpio falls in the water and just floating around. So we all know that Scorpio was going to try to kill him. So he's dead in the rights, according to cop logic and standing your own ground, which we love here. We are always standing our own ground. Sometimes Murray stands up a little too quick, and I think he's standing his ground. So I pull my gun on him, and he pulls his gun on me. Yeah, We have a standoff. And, of course, Harry. That's the one thing we edit out of the show. We have our usual standoff. It happens like every other episode. Every other episode. It lasts 20 minutes of yeah. silence. Yeah. Just ice talking. Yeah, we will say our prepared statements, our yes. prepared tough guy. Like, <laughs> right. do you feel lucky, punk? And then Chris like, I don't know. Do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> and then I say, actually, Maria, do I feel lucky, punk? So now, she said, <laughs> so now, Harry's disillusioned. I got everything he wanted. I don't know why he's disillusioned. He killed fucking Scorpio. That's right. He did exactly what he wanted. So he pulls his badge out and stares at it for a while. And then a la Point Break, Johnny Utah hurls it into the water and walks off. And then this movie made a shit ton of money. And they're like, no, we're not going to leave it off this way. He's going to be a cop again. And we're going to do more sequels. Cop four more times. Yeah. So, hey. Not the greatest debut of uh, of uh, Clint. Clint, but a movie you have to do. This is like a big action movie. No, it was very, very, very interesting to uh, like get an adult perspective on this because I've seen a little bit of it as a child. Yeah, and seeing it as an adult, it's just like I said at the beginning of the episode. I've seen so many cops who play by their own rules do it so much better. This movie to me is obnoxious. Well, this was the first, so yeah, yeah, they perfected it. No, over time, I will give them their credit. It's like I sometimes listen to bands that kicked off a genre, and I'm like, I don't care for the band. I love everything that came after it. Yeah, so they get their credit. I blame it on Clint Eastwood. I think he's a prick. I I, I think he's obnoxious. So maybe that's where it comes from. Like I, Mm. I just think he's up his own ass. Maybe that's why this movie wasn't I think, better. I think when we do some more, you're going to pull a Bronson and come around. Yeah, maybe. It's I the do, right role. I, I agree with you. Harry's a dick in this movie. Yeah, I've seen some of I've seen like two of the, the Westerns that yeah. he's done, and I like those. But The man with no name is a better character. Yeah, when you bring it into like Clint Eastwood versus society type shit, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Okay, so there you have it, people. Uh, next week, no movie. You know why? Griff doesn't care about you guys. He's going on vacation. In fact, I think the words he told me was, fuck the fans. That's fuck right. Fuck the listeners. That's right. What have they done for me? That's right. And I said, well, they listen. That's right. It's not enough. So I guess we're both taking a vacation, but we're not going to leave you hanging too much. We can't no. get, we can't go, you know, you need your fix. We know you're addicted. 
Hey, we've been doing this for five years straight now. Yeah. We give you a fix every Wednesday. Right. Sam, we're going to still do it, but you're getting a tippy-tap. You're not getting a full-blown movie because, like I said, Griff doesn't care about you. But he cares enough about you to do a little sh- movie. With, and you're going to love this TV show. show. TV show. I forgot. Tippy-taps are TV shows. But it's so cinematic, it was almost felt like a movie. It, I'm sure we're going to go two hours on it It anyway. was three pages, too. So. Yeah, so we'll go two hours. Thankfully, we got all our fucking opening shit out of the way, so we're probably going to go straight to the fucking episode. We'll this see. Time. But it's, it's, this isn't just any ordinary show. Did you guys know, and you probably didn't, that one of the Mount Rushmore's of canon films, Shokazugi, was mm-hmm. on a national network TV program in 1984. 1984. A show about ninjas. Shocker. But, not just, but he, of course, remember at the time, this is the 80s, we weren't ready for an Asian lead. Mm-mm. So he's got the role of the fucking villain, <laughs> but the hero. We, we did a movie, didn't we? Do a movie that I remember. We were talking about his gold hoop. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. We, I can't remember what movie I we did. I can't remember it either. But when you hear gold hoop and you hear ninja, you think leave it, please. <laughs> Elderly as fuck. We go on about how fucking old Bronson was in the eighties. Lee Van Cleef died five years after this show aired. <laughs> He looked frail as fuck. I love Lee Bakley. He's another one of those old school tough guys. I love him. Playing a ninja with Salami from White Shadow. You remember him as the rapist in class of 1984. Tim Van Patten. Yes, the master. I will. I do have some t- talk about, about this show for okay, that episode. I'm excited to hear it. Show lasted 13 episodes, unfortunately, but hey, we might cover every single one of them because if I, 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 because we only have one more show movie, so yeah. this might be our like you know way of getting Send around. Up, yeah. yeah, so check in next week for a little tippy tap, the master, and keep it warm.